It's episode 70 of Platformers, a show about nerd culture, which is a couple of dudes who like to hang out, get loose, and wild. It's not wild. weird. It's not weird. It's not weird. No, there's nothing weird about Guys, it. Guys, why did you think that it was weird? This show is totally not weird, and neither are we. I'm your host, Brian Barnett. I'm your co-host, Chris Shriver. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Let's let's have a discussion about this. I I, I had a feeling me? I had a feeling this was gonna spark some debate. Does does that also mean that I, should I be introducing myself as your co-host? No, I'm definitely riding your coattails. You, you are so? you are King Dick of this uh, mighty <laughs> vessel that we have we have <laughs> built with ourselves here. I'm the I'm the, I'm the you're the swinging, head of the spear. I'm swinging low like a sweet chariot. That's right. <laughs> Your basket bears many fruit. <laughs> but don't put all your eggs in it. No, never. Oh, my God. We're in this together. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm like the small head of your very long shaft. <laughs> but without both parts, <laughs> what are you really? You can't pee if you don't have the hole. That or Why does that, <laughs> that or you're the balls and I'm the sack. I don't know. There's so many Dude, different ways I, we could go about I, this. Wow. Maybe this is because we're both riding on the coattails of episode 69. But yeah. This has been a very interesting uh, what beginning you, to this episode. What, what are you sipping over there? It is. Um, it's a um, club soda. Oh. With a little bit of orange juice in it, oh. and a large, and a large block of ice ah. in a mason jar. So uh, it is, it is, it is the vast majority. Basically, what I do is like if you've got like a mason jar like this, I do. I have several. You put you put a big uh, a big cube of ice, like one of those large ones, like you get in like brandy glasses or whatever. And then you fill it up with club soda until just under the rim. And then you do the rest orange juice. And that's, that's and what there's I'm no alcohol in that. Nope. Well, that's not exciting. I'm not drinking alcohol It's not alcohol exciting, either. but it's very refreshing. I just have that. my leftover iced tea from my Chipotle that I had for dinner. From Chipotle? Chipotle. Chipotle. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff this week. Um, we're going to talk about a whole lot of movies, a whole lot of games. Just tons of content. Well, that's Tons exciting. of content, uh, you know, for your ears. We're not going to charge you for... There's no loot boxes in this, uh, in this episode, so you're just going to get all the DLC for free. Wait, so I went back at dinner today eating, while I was eating alone because I'm a loser and Jess was at work late, and... Mm-hmm. Because I was driving to Chipotle, and I was thinking, I was thinking about everything that's going on with Star Wars uh, Battlefront Two and EA. Mm-hmm. And, um, numbers have come out; the game did not sell well at all. It's not even in Amazon's top one hundred for the year. Oh, geez. Yeah, so that game did not do well. Um, like, there's no way a ton of people bought it. That many people bought it digitally. You know what I mean? Um, and Although I, I will say after uh, after having conversations with some friends and a large group of friends of mine uh, in Austin, um, and they all just canceled their pre-orders after all this stuff was coming out. Yeah. Although I did at Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving dinner, uh, we went over to Audrey's cousin's house. 
uh, and their kids were playing it on their PS4. So I okay. at least know I at least know one copy has been purchased. <laughs> <laughs> what I couldn't believe, or like I, I had remembered while I was thinking about all this, I can't E3, wait to see it. Oh, dude, I know. It's going to be... Well, the numbers came out for... Uh, you may have even written that article. I don't know. On IGN, they had um, the top 10 best-selling games for Black Friday. Like those oh, numbers no, I didn't, are I didn't, already I didn't, out. I didn't write that. Oh, okay. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just for Black Friday. That's not for, like, the no, whole... No, I know, but you got to imagine, like, a large majority it's, of those sales Yeah, are for sure, be, for sure. You know, that Do you day. have that handy, or do you remember what it was? Was it on the top 10? Uh, it was not on the top 10. Uh, if I don't, at least I don't think it was. Um, I imagine Zelda and Mario were probably on there. Zelda was on there. I don't know if Mario was on there. Um, I know like Prey and Dishonored two were because they were so cheap. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Wolfenstein two also was. Wolfenstein on. was the number one selling game. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Which was yeah, because it was like it was like half off, and it's like oh, it was such one a good deal, and, games it, like, and it just came out. Yeah, it got so well reviewed. I'm honestly, I'm shocked it was that cheap. Like I'm shocked it was that cheap. Like I can yeah. see it being forty five. It was like twenty five and thirty five places. I think what they're banking on is a lot of We're, people picking it up and then it just like getting a lot of buzz. Kinda like when like games go for like Rocket League. Store. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. and then people are more incentivized to like buy the first two, if you want to call them that, <laughs> that came out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because they're so cheap now. Um so like oh, yeah, very dude, they had a combo pack. Movie. Uh, they had a combo pack, I think, on Xbox Live that was like fifteen dollars for the first two games. That's what I mean. It's like, it's like holy crap, dude! Yeah, like, it's great. If you don't have these, like, yeah, get on it. Yeah, but yeah. But back to my so my original thought. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remember at E three when the I can't remember her name. I'm sure you remember um, the lead uh, character in the Battlefront two campaign, like that actress. Oh uh, yeah, um, uh, Janina Gavankar. Yeah. Um, she came out and she's talking about the game and she goes and all of the DLC in Star Wars Battlefront 2 will be completely free and unlockable <laughs> yeah and like and, and you know people were super excited in, at the time but I remember the three of us dude, sitting around so was saying, I oh yeah be, being like dude they've got a campaign this time the DLC is free they're making all the right moves and now there's freaking litigation no but like, I remember the three of us sitting around after that press conference being like there's got to be a catch like this is EA we're talking about there's no <laughs> yeah. way that it's like this good to be true and sure enough like this is how it unfolded yeah just, that's true I, that I mean you could funny. say you could say that we called it yeah yeah that's that's one of those scenarios where I'm just like, when with the and I'm gonna bring it back to like oh, oh the economy can you believe it but like <laughs> you know the, when the whole banking crisis and like the whole idea of like too big to fail like too big to fail is not a thing yeah like it doesn't matter who you are like if you look at the freaking Harvey Weinstein's out here we're gonna tie it into hashtag Me Too uh, like if you look at the Harvey Weinstein's out there like there is nobody who is too big to fail. There is no franchise. I don't care if you're Star Wars. If you take dumps on the people that love you, eventually they're going to leave. Yeah. I mean, unless they're into that sort of stuff. But, <laughs> uh, you know, but like there's this idea of like Star Wars is this big deal. And maybe, maybe, uh, you know, the uh, the CEO of Disney like contacted EA and said, hey, you got to turn this stuff off. Like for real, we're not going to, we can't have this sort of a thing becoming a problem right you know you got you got you have people like chris lee you know the state representative from hawaii talking about you know this is a this is like a casino 
geared towards exploiting children. And it's like, I kind of, I kind of see the point, <laughs> like, you know? Well, and that's, you know, the, there's arguments coming up now where they're afraid that the government may have to step in. If, if these publishers can't figure this out and set like a certain standard for these microtransactions, um, like the government had some yep. people in government at least have threatened to step in and be like, Hey, we are going to legislate this if you can't yeah, it, figure this out. Which is crazy it, because that's the I I would be shocked if the gaming industry let it get to that point. To that point, because that's the reason the ESRB is a thing. Right. And because they didn't want the government coming in and telling them what to do, so they self regulate. Right. And I, I don't so. know if uh I'd be surprised like let's say it did get to that point. I feel like it wouldn't happen for a while just with everything else that's going on right now. Um, I don't know. But at the Dude, same you, time, there's like, no idea. There's no way to know the only, yeah. But the only reason I think that like, maybe they would make it a top priority is like, it is like one of the highest growth. If not, I think I might be wrong. I don't know. I thought it was the highest grossing, like entertainment revenue generating hobby out there. What video games? Yeah. It is. Oh yeah, it's way ahead of movies and yeah. and TV and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's way ahead. So I mean, like, it's, the, it's the, not there's money to be made growing. there, and it's growing. Yeah. So like, if you, if you had to bank on one entertainment business, like video games are it. Yeah. There, like, which is so weird because there's still a stigma about this sort of stuff. But like, everybody plays games. It just doesn't look the same for everybody. Like right. some people are playing on their Playstations. Candy Crush. Some people are playing on their Xboxes. Some people are on PC. Some people are on, you know, your Nintendo stuff. Even if it's like, oh, hey, I bought an NES Classic. Or I got freaking mobile games. Or I'm playing, you know, Candy Crush or, you know, Sudoku on iPad. Or I'm playing chess. Or like everybody, everybody plays games. Sports are games. And so then there are sports games. And you know what I mean? Like there's, there are. There's something out there for everyone. Yeah, diver, like diversions and entertaining kind of skill-based games have been a thing for as long as people have basically existed. Like, yeah. the earliest game was probably, hey, I bet I'm faster than you. Yeah. Let's run. Let's race. You know? There, and then this is, as, as technology has proliferated, we've just expanded our propensity for gaming and competition and fun and storytelling and stuff to whatever mediums you know we invent so that's that's never going to change you know if we invent freaking alternate reality or the hollow deck you better believe there's going to be gaming on there because we do it everywhere yeah you know so yeah if it's, we make it's it a, that far north korea is right around the corner the freaking <laughs> united states is right here yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so it's 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 crazy it's crazy it was fun to watch, uh, you know, to watch Battlefront 2. Although I will say, hearing the little, uh, you know, the little kids running around and they were doing uh, like Darth Maul versus Rey, and they were, I was like, I was like, yeah, but I mean, Darth Maul is for sure gonna win. And they're like, no way, Rey is totally like the strongest. She's tied with Darth Vader as the best. And I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Hold How on. is this canon in any way? This cannot, and and it's a multiplayer game, and you have to even the playing field. But like, let's legit, let's legit talk about this. Let's legit talk about this. If Ray <laughs> is tied with Darth Mother Effing Vader, Darth Vader is the strongest. Period. 
Like, and that's that period. scene at the end of Rogue One proves it. The only one who could be stronger than him is maybe Luke or Palpatine. But like, but that's you know when he tapped into the freaking dark side. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, like you you can't you can't beat those guys. Like you just can't. And if you're telling me that a girl that has literally no training at all, can we don't know up, what's coming in the Last Jedi. For sure. And she's going to get training, but at the time that this game is coming out, she still has no training. Yeah. She has a hand-me-down lightsaber that she didn't build. She has, she's like picking up on four skills all over the place, doing mind tricks and stuff. It's like, come on, dude. Like, sure, maybe she's a prodigy, but like, you can't, it doesn't matter how much of a prodigy you are. You can't go up against somebody who is a prodigy and has a lifetime of of history in combat. He literally hunted down other Jedi and murdered them. Like he took down masters. <laughs> You're not just going to pick up a sword and the next day, take out the freaking King. You can't do it. You do realize that. And I get what you're saying. I, I, I truly do, but because it's I a video the game and they have to balance it. And, <laughs> that's and, true. That's and true. if you're going to go like that route, Darth Maul and Ray shouldn't be battling at all because at that point, like you're in, such far away timelines at that point. Quick question, and we should definitely have Josh Mobley on the show. Josh right is now probably for me to cringing right now if he's listening to all this. He's not. He's not even listening to this because he's recording. He's recording a uh, long, long time ago radio <laughs> right now. Uh, but uh, which is his Star Wars podcast? If you want to go check that out. Um, but um, is Darth Maul still alive? Because I know that he was still alive when Luke was a kid, for sure. Because in I saw a clip uh, online where it was Darth Maul fighting old man Obi-Wan. So I feel like that's a thing. Um, isn't but there, what I want to know he is, is he, still, is he still alive like in, like, in like Force seven. Awakens? Yeah, Force, I don't know. Force Awakens time. Because I know... freaking cyborg legs and, and stuff like that. Doesn't he show dude, up like in the Clone Wars cartoon series or something? Or... Yeah. Yeah. He's in that, and he's in Rebels, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't know how old that guy can get. Like, I don't know what race he is. I don't know any of that. He's Zabrak, but I don't know how long they live. I guess that. You don't know that? Uh, (laughs) You don't know that, you fool. No, I I don't. No, I don't know that. Dude, I researched, like, his mom is, like, the leader of their tribal culture. Isn't there something with his brother? Isn't there, like, a whole big thing with his brother? I think so. I don't remember what that is. I'm not the right freaking... We are not the right people to no, talk and, about. No, and we should stuff. probably get out of this because we're going to say That's the true. wrong thing and piss somebody off. Well, and we're burning freaking airtime and we got tons of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so we we are going to talk about Justice League at the end. We're going to save this uh, like we did for Thor Ragnarok. We're going to have a, a spoiler cast for Justice League at the end of this episode. So we'll, we'll let you know when we're going to this. We'll probably do the outro um, before then. And then... Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. We can just keep going. We'll just let, we'll let you know when we're going to spoil that. But um, what do you want me to say? I should probably get into something. Go for it. Because I got a freaking huge list of stuff. So this week, I watched a bunch of movies in addition to Justice League. I also watched Moana for the first time. Yo, what, what is the context of you watching this movie? Uh, Audrey started to watch it, and I was walking past, and she was like two or three minutes in. And I was like, oh, I wanted to watch this at some point. And she's like, do you want to watch it now? And I'm like... 
I mean, I was working on some stuff, but sure, like I guess I can put I can put that off for later. Okay, I didn't know if you were that. like around like little cousins and they were all like hyped to watch it or anything or. No, 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 no. It was just Audrey and and, uh, and myself. I've been meaning to watch it. Uh, she had just got back. The thing the thing that actually prompted it is she watched Coco this week while I was watching Justice League. She went and saw Coco. Oh, that's cool. And she says she ugly cried during that movie. Dude, I need to see that movie real bad. I've heard it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I welled up a couple times during Moana, if I'm being Dude, real. All right. So Moana, there's something like in my DNA. Away, away. I don't know yeah. what it is, but like if you put on any kind of tribal music like that, I just start bawling. Like especially if it's like a, like a ballad, like a slow tribal oh, yeah. song. Oh, my God. I just lose it. And when we saw that movie for the first time in theaters... I think I cried like five or six times to the point where Jess was like, do we need to leave? Like, you just keep crying. Like, what else is wrong? Because she didn't think it was the movie. And I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, when I was in high school, uh, we did uh, Baba Yetu Inquire from Civilization 5 or Civilization 4. And um, it, like during that song, we'd be in the middle singing and I just like start like weeping. And like, I, I don't know what the deal is. But anyway, certain things look, look, Quick aside, yeah. certain things, as a drummer, like, I'm very in tune to, like, that sort of, like, rhythmic kind of shamanistic, you know, deep-seated kind of tribalism and stuff. Because we all have that, because we all came from that. Um, Hashtag deep. That's, I mean, that's, that's the truth. So, like, <laughs> when I get into, like, I really love playing tribal beats and stuff like this. And there's yeah. some of that in pop music, like... Like uh, like move along by All American Rejects has like a very tribal beat towards the beginning, yeah, and then it goes into something else. You know what I mean? But like there's when the whole thing is like it's all about singing and that sort of thing. Like honestly, Away Away is definitely like I started singing that yesterday. Yeah, like that song oh, is amazing. Oh, I was what was great was when Moana originally came out was when I was on title for um like my yeah. streaming services. So I would listen to that like the highest fidelity version of it that yeah. I could get my hands on because the vinyl wasn't out yet. And I would just like belt that is in the that, car. Is that lossless or, or what? Uh, it's lossless, yeah. It's uh, yeah. flack files. Nice. Um, but it's like That's gotta 25 be crazy. bucks a month. Dude, it's great. Uh, the vinyl's awesome. My brother got it for me for my birthday. Um, so is that, so so flack is the closest you can get to vinyl? Uh, I believe so, yeah. How close is it? I mean, it's pretty, like, in digital format, like, it's definitely the closest that I've ever heard. Um, but, I mean, I'd, I'd always go back to vinyl regardless. Like, I'm just, yep. I'm a hipster like that. But um, Here, Here's a quick question. I was actually thinking about this today because I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about, like, the kind of resurgence of vinyl. How long do vinyl um, albums, like, vinyl records, how long do they last? I mean, like, I think they, as long as you take care of them, I, I'm pretty sure it's forever. I could be totally so like, wrong, but it depends on how you store them, um, if you what, clean cause them. Because what, what I was thinking is, like, if you were going to invest in something, like, there's laser rot in, like, optical discs, like right. optical media. There's, like, you know, if you store something on, like, a hard drive, like, hard drives can fail, you know, and stuff like that. I was just trying to think of, like, if like you wanted to term, save a physical collection of music, is right. vinyl still is vinyl the best way to go? I would say yes. I think the only thing that like could happen to it, depending on where you're storing it, like obviously it's got to be in, like a cool, dry place and all that. But eventually, I mean, like anything, what's it made of? What? Um, it's like a wax material. Like, have you ever seen like a video of anybody like pressing vinyl? No. So they have like these big silver plates that are like masters of the record. Mm -hmm. Um. And they have like a big ball of wax that they'll put in the middle of it, 
and this machine will just press both sides of it. Um, and then that's they put the labels freaking on. It's such a cool process. Crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. But it's just like this big ball of wax, and then it it takes in the grooves and like. Have you ever seen like the a video of like a so needle how do they, on a on a? How do they? Thomas Edison, yeah, dude. They, he just figured it out. How do they set it? What do you how, mean? Like, how, how do they, they set, it? set it to make sure that it doesn't like flop all over? What the wax? Yeah, I think it gets heated to like a certain. T- I could be totally wrong, but I think it gets heated to a certain temperature. So they like temper it or something. Yeah, and then it like it solidifies after it's been because it's it's like all squishy, obviously, because it's got to yeah. get pressed. And then this after it's a, pressed, it hardens up. And the sort of stuff that humans have thought up is absolutely madness. Like people have said, like a computer is basically like a like a CPU, a central processing unit for a computer, is basically a rock that we've tricked into thinking. Because yeah. basically all a central processing unit is a tiny crystal that like vibrates really fast. That's all it is. And this is all the stuff that we can do to it. Like we're able to right now, <laughs> you and I are sitting on a soapbox. half of a country away from each other, communicating instantly through like light signals and sound waves. And we're capturing those those essences of time of us talking to each other in this conversation and we're sending that out and anyone can hear it anywhere I'd like in the it, world. I'd like to make a public statement on Brian's behalf and just say that Brian does not smoke marijuana nor does he do any other drugs no. to my knowledge. No, um, I don't. This is just how he thinks and I love every second of it. <laughs> You're such a pure human. Like it's just, it, it blows my mind sometimes when you get on these soapboxes because like these are conversations somebody who is completely stoned would have. You're like, it's crazy. They just capture sound and put it out into the world for us. Yeah, except that this is what my <laughs> life is like all the time. <laughs> I guess people take drugs to think like me. You just can do it on your own. Yeah, Such it's, a, it's just, it's just madness when you think about it. Like, dude, I'm telling you, look at, watch a video of like the making of. I think oh, Jack Jack, Jack White has one that he goes through his like he has a vinyl. Um, uh, warehouse that he like has his own record label but he walks around and shows you like all the different processes of okay here's us making the plates and like mastering the album making because like um if you have a frequency like of somebody's voice that's way too high like you'll they can actually see like the needle jump out of the record and then back into it like you have to that's what vinyl mastering is it, it dude it's crazy that's so insane it's such dude. a cool hobby but it's like such an expensive one <laughs> yeah yeah all right, well, this, uh, the thing that sucks is I think this is, like, one of the most interesting intros to, like, a show that we've had. But, like, <laughs> there's so much stuff we got to talk about. I know. <laughs> oh, oh. three-hour podcast. Wait. Before we continue, I just want to give a quick shout-out. Um, if you do collect vinyl and you're interested in the uh, – so I'm 8-Bit is doing a mastering of Persona 5 soundtrack. And – they have two versions. One of them is a deluxe edition, and one of them is just like the standard one. The deluxe one is every track on that that is in that game. Period. Um, it's a hundred and fifty dollars, and the um, not deluxe one that has like the best tracks or whatever um, is a hundred dollars. They say they're sold out of the deluxe one, but a lot of people put in pre-orders and then backed out. So if you want one, shoot an email to. Um, I am 8-bit and then see if they have any still available. I actually managed to do this last week and got one. 
Nice. Um, they're like really great to work with. Also, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Battletoads, and Viva Pinata, um, Grand Kirkhope, my boy, um, mm-hmm. are all available on their website. This is not an ad. I just love those soundtracks so very much. Yeah. Yeah, we're not paid at all by IMA Bit. Uh, legit, that thing about Conker's <laughs> Bad Fur Day, uh, Battletoads, it's not the original Battletoads, it's, a, it's a, another Battletoads game. And then the that the Viva Pinata. I actually wrote that that announcement. Oh, article. did you really? <laughs> I did. The uh, the Viva Pinata soundtrack. I was, I was like, Chris is gonna to love it. this. Oh my god! I like. <laughs> I waited. I think it came out like at noon on Black Friday. I like waited for the clock to tick, and I was like, "Yep, nice. take my money." Um, nice. The Viva Pinata soundtrack is one of the chillest things you can ever listen to. It's amazing. Nice. So to have that on vinyl is like real good. So wait. So you watch Moana? You like Moana? What else did you? I watch? did. I did. I watched When Harry Met Sally again. Now, I'd already seen that movie before, um, but we watched it again because I don't know why we watched it. I think Audrey was just looking around and was was like, I just, I want to watch another movie. Let's like cuddle up on the couch and just watch another movie. Uh, And then, and and so I was like, I was just like, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Billy Crystal's a weirdo. No, I mean, oh my God, I mean you. No, 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 you no, no, and your no, wife. no. I know what you meant. Okay. And no, because what does we Billy Crystal have to do with you? May dude, or may not weird... having hooked up with your own wife. He's a he's a weird looking dude. <sighs> Watching him for an hour and a half doesn't exactly you know get get the mood going. <laughs> it's not exactly exciting for me. I mean, Meg Ryan is great. I was gonna say Meg Ryan though. And that Meg scene Ryan in the nineties. Oh, dude, I, Meg Ryan still got it. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I watched a lot of... I Typically, I don't watch any movies, and in the span of like two days, I watched three or more. I mean, I might have watched more than that, but but uh, yeah, so that was that was crazy. It's a good movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's weird. It, yeah, it really examines... It was weird seeing young Carrie Fisher again. Oh my that. God, I forgot she's in that movie. Yeah, she's Meg Ryan's best friend in that movie. That's right. Yeah. Have you seen... So I also watched a movie this weekend. Have you seen okay. The Producers? N- I have not. Okay, so... Wh- which one did you watch? The one with the dude from, like, uh, Mousetrap or whatever? Yes. Uh, everybody always goes to Mousetrap. I don't know why. He's Timon in he The Lion the, King. It's true, but, like, he looks like him because it's him. It's him. Uh, it's Nathan Fillion. And Fillion's. I know it's him from The Lion King, but, like, come on. Or not Nathan I'm Fillion. Gonna... Um... Oh my god. I hate that I don't know this. Ferris Bueller and the guy from Mousetrap. Ferris the, Bueller? Yeah. Matthew Broderick? Ma- Matthew Broderick is in it as well. He's like the other main character. The producers? Yes. So the do you know what it's about? No. So watch it. It's like supposed to be one of the best Broadway shows ever, right? It's one of the funniest things I've ever watched. And like it, to this to this day, I still like... I've probably seen it like 15 times. I really? laugh out loud every time i watch it and then i obsess over the soundtrack for like at least two weeks it's dang it's about the is it a musical it's a musical um these two guys try to find the worst play ever written and then they the well, whole don't spoil idea, it if i need to see it no no i mean it's very very simple plot i mean you find this out in like the first 10 minutes of the movie like if you okay. looked up anything about it you would find this okay um they try to find the worst play ever written um, cause they find out you can, they, or it was like that one guy's an accountant. So he pretty much says, 
you can make more money with a flop than with a hit. Because if it doesn't Weird. if it doesn't do well, then you don't have to pay back the investors. You can just because you have no money to pay back, so you can, you just can write keep it all off. the money and write it off. Right, exactly. Interesting. So they go out and find the worst play ever, and it's insanity ensues, and it's just it's hilarious. It's one of my favorite movies. Nice. Well, I'll definitely have to check it out on your uh, on your say so. There you go. Uh, speaking of one of the greatest things. Uh, I experienced a whole roller coaster of emotions this week uh, playing a number of games. I think I finished like five games this week. Um, and I 100%ed like th- three of them. Um, I imagine these were short experiences. Yes. Okay. I did, I freaking 100%ed two of these games in one day. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so. I I'd heard a lot about it from from you know various people like um, Miranda Sanchez and Marty Sleva and stuff like that. But I fired up Doki Doki Literature Club. Listen, here's the thing. I'm excited that you like this game. I don't want to know yeah. a goddamn thing about it. Are all, you playing it? I, I'm. I want to play this game, and yes. all I keep reading on Twitter is like, "Oh my god, play it! Don't go into it completely Do not, blind." Yes. Yes. I don't want yes. to know any context. I don't want to know anything about this game. Okay. Do you do you want me to What type of game is it? That's all uh, maybe, tell me that. Is it like It it is a, a visual novel. Okay. Okay. It like a Danganronpa kind of Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Danganronpa um what's the other what's the other one? I uh Yeah. It's mm, it's PC only. I know that. Yes. PC only. It's also free. It's free? Oh, it's dude, free. this is so happening this weekend. Yes. Should I stream it? Or is it a boring thing to stream? If you stream it, you risk people coming in. And ruining it. And wrecking it. I feel like, especially since it's free, it would be really fun to watch. To watch you stream. But I don't... I don't because literally if you if you stream it other than the choices that you make with like what girl you're trying to go after like that's kind of the whole game okay um oh man but i kind of want to watch you stream it (laughs) (laughs) i might just do it anyway um it yeah, everybody. I keep seeing people tweet about it, and it seems to have just come out of nowhere. I don't even know who develops it's, it or developed it. Uh, it is Team. Hold on, because um, I tweeted about it um, at first when I saw the name. I, I figured it was like. Um, at first, my head went Doki Doki Panic. Like yeah, like Mario, Mario Bros. Two. Too. Yeah, um, and then and I it's was not thinking that at all. I was thinking of um, there was another Doki game I thought that came out on PlayStation. I just remember like the art being cartoony. It may not be Doki. I don't know, but Team Salvato made it. Okay. Yeah. Founded by Dan Salvato. Uh, so yeah, it's it's yeah, it's uh. You, here's the thing about about Doki Doki Literature Club. It is. It's an important game. 
in the and context of what's going on today, in the context of life. Don't you know? Don't even tell me. I don't want to know. Let's move on. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm yeah, really gonna say. Because I, I, I don't want to. Okay. Here's 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 what I will say. Here's what I will say. The game begins as the same as every other type of visual novel um, game, like it, like a harem type visual novel right. where it's like you hanging out with a bunch of different girls. You know, um, they all like you, so you're just trying to figure out which one you want to end up with. Right. The game is so much more than that. Okay. And and it's fascinating. I will say, content warning, like, the game is not for kids. Okay. It is, is there not nudity? For kids. I only ask because, like, if, I, if there's nudity, I don't think you can stream it, right? You can stream this game. Okay. Um, all right. That, that, that's it. That's all I want to know. But the, yeah, but there's the Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to It's important. I'm going to find out what's going on this weekend. I have to set up my Christmas decorations on Saturday morning. Either Saturday afternoon, Eastern, or Sunday. I will put it up on Twitter. I'll put it up on the platformer's Twitter. What time I will be streaming this game, I'll play it start to finish. Leave leave some room cuz it's like it it might take you it might take you a while. I heard it's like four hours. It, I, it may have taken me longer than that. It depends ah. on how fast you are at reading, honestly. Um, Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, then maybe I'll start a stream. You you should definitely. I would I would leave like, I would leave like a healthy afternoon. For okay. Um, for sure. Okay. Like it took me. It took me. I started playing it and then. Um, Stopped and hung out with Josh for a while. Started playing some Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, we picked that up on a sale, and so we've been playing a little bit of that. And uh, then we ended up talking. We ended up he we were streaming uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, and we were kind of talking about industry stuff. And then uh, after we were done, I got off and I stayed up for like the next three hours just because I was like in it started like. The game got really, really interesting to me, and I didn't stop, and I stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning. Wow! Uh, playing it, so, um, so definitely, it's it's it it will take a while to become what it is. Okay, uh, hang in there. Okay, um, I've heard some people say it takes as long as two hours to get to like some of the interesting stuff. To be um, fair, like that's nothing to me because the beginning of Persona Five takes like six. Yeah, but yeah, Persona yeah. Four did too, which is weird. I, I feel like they it's, like that's their sweet yeah, that's spot. True. I feel like Persona Three pretty much hit the ground running. I never played Three. It's it's real good. Everyone, uh, but anyway, it. yeah. So, so Doki Doki Literature Club is a difficult uh, game to talk about because the things that make it cool you can't talk about unless um, the person's played it. Unless the person has played it, or so I'm not going to say anything more about it. But if you I'm not gonna say anything else. Just go play it. Go play it. If you're not, if you're not a tiny little babby, you should go play it. Word. Uh, I played several other games that were amazing, um, that had really awesome elements that I can talk about. So uh, in another of my like miniature tweet reviews, uh, like I did for Doki Doki Literature Club, uh, I reviewed What Remains of Edith Finch by Giant Sparrow. 
And that game is kind of a masterpiece. I've heard a lot of buzz about this game, and I'm kind of shocked that it's taken you or I, well, you or me, this long to play it. Because it's been out for a long time, hasn't it? It came out this year. I just, it was definitely early in the, earlier in the year. That's what I thought. Um, um, you played it on I, PC, right? No, I played it on Xbox One. Oh, okay. Um, it was on sale, and I had some uh, some credit, so uh, some store credit. So I spent my store credit on What Remains of Edith Finch and Tacoma, and I beat both of them uh, this week, and they're both absolutely incredible. Um, I forgot about Tacoma. Yeah. Um, what Remains of Edith Finch is fantastic. It is like a series of small, somewhat, definitely melancholy, somewhat macabre stories about this family, uh, the Finches, and their house. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of Gone Home, um, except there's a lot more... Um, there's a lot more exposition. There's a lot more... Um, because you're not just one person. I mean, you are literally one person walking around a house looking at a bunch of stuff. But, like, the house in Edith Finch is fascinating. Like, uh, her family and her dad, I think, um, were... Um, or, like, her, her ancestors um, had, were obsessed with, like, puzzles and stuff like that. So like the house is like super crazy. And if you look at like if you look at my tweet like there's a silhouette of the house or like a picture of the house in the distance and it like it goes up almost like it's one of those you know like like parapets in like the crazy old fashioned medieval cathedrals or castles and stuff. Like it's almost got a freaking spire and it's oh, just wow. all these little buildings that have constantly been expanded and the built cuz every every member of the family gets their own room and as the family goes on they just keep building on because this is the family house. So, like, as the generations go on, everybody just lives in this one house. Oh, wow. So, it's it's freaking crazy. Um, and so, basically, it's all about, like, her, uh, Edith Finch, exploring the house and learning what happened to all the members of her family um, and stuff like that. So, it's like, it's, it's like if you take the idea of Gone Home and just blow it up, just, like, blow it up on a way bigger scale, like, way more... You know, not that Gone Home is bad. I really, really like well, no, Gone, but Home, Gone but like, Home. Gone Home paved the way for that subgenre exactly. of games. And I feel exactly. like now, if you were to go back and play it, if you've already played like Firewatch or any of those other, you know, walking yeah. simulator kind of games, it's like it's like the original Mario Brothers, right? Like nobody is going to say that the original Mario Brothers is the best Mario game, but you can look but at it's it and definitely be like, oh, the I most see. important, right? You know, it's the most important. But then Super Mario World comes along, Super Mario 3, Super Mario Odyssey, and you're just like, okay, I want to play these sorts of games. Like, this is this takes the idea of the original Mario Brothers and just blows it up and does it so much crazier and stuff. Right. And that's what what Remains of Edith Finch does to Gone Home, I think. I love it. I think it's absolutely glorious. I think it's, it's a masterwork. How it's long really did it take good. you to beat? A couple of hours. It wasn't long. Okay. That was like that was like a three four hour game. Okay, cool. Like I want to, I'm thinking that's going to be one over Christmas break that I'll pick it up and um, like when I that's played, a great game for an afternoon. Well, I was going to say when I played Firewatch for the first time, it, it was one of those games that I started playing it at like ten o'clock at night and I was like, yeah, I'll mistake, burn this out yep. for an hour and then just played it till like three a.m. and yep. was totally sucked in. Yep. Um, so I I could use one of those experiences for sure. 
It's absolutely fantastic. It like that. It's so crazy because I played so many games in like a span of like 24 hours. Like I played Doki Doki Literature Club that night, went to bed at three o'clock, woke up, did my work, and then after work was over, played What Remains of Edith Finch, got all the achievements in that game, and then played Tacoma and 100 percent of that game too. Wow. That same day. And it was like in the span of 24 hours, I'd played three of the best games that I've played this year. That's great. Um, it's nuts. So, yeah. So What Remains of Edith Finch, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Like, you guys you guys have to play this. I did run into some, like, uh, unfortunately, in both Tacoma and What Remains of Edith Finch, the performance on Xbox One wasn't great, but I'm playing on the original. Um, so I don't know if the S uh, or the X fix those problems. Um but uh, one of our buddies, Matt, was saying he played Edith Finch on PS4. He didn't have any issues. And I don't imagine they would have issues on PC because I think that's where they started it. Um, yeah, I think, I think so. It came, out, it came out first on Steam or something like that. But Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of getting to the point where like I think I might start playing games on PC until I can get a 1 or a 1X. Um, but we'll, I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, What Remains of Vita Finch, absolutely fantastic. Shout out to Giant Sparrow. That game is just incredible. It made me nostalgic for places I haven't been. It reminded me of my own family. Like, it, I don't know. It's really something special. Um, and I think, I think that it's one of those games that, like, anybody can play. Um, it's really, I don't know. It's, it's first person, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, I also, like I said, I played Tacoma and Tacoma is another one of those games. Uh, it's so funny that I played two games back to back that are very reminiscent of Gone Home. Um, well, one I mean, of that's... which by <laughs> Fulbright, yeah, right. you know, with the makers of Gone Home. In fact, there's a, uh, there's a Christmas duck in this game. Oh, no kidding. Gone Home. Yeah. You got to find it though. It was weird. Like it was, it was like, it's like, it's like a little Easter egg. Um, but yeah, that was, that was great. Um, Tacoma is something that I thought I would love for one reason. And after I was done with the game, like at the very end of the game, I realized that I had fallen in love with it even more for totally different reasons. Um, It tells such an amazing human story. Um, Just about these people. You you play uh, Amy Ferrier, who is a subcontractor for like kind of a space station company or whatever. It's like space real estate or whatever. Right. Um, So she goes up there. uh, Something has happened to the crew uh, of the space station Tacoma. And so she's going up to um, kind of download the AI and figure out what happened. Um. And so, basically, you're—it's—it's it's kind of like uh, you explore the Tacoma in the same way that you explored the um, USS USS uh, Ishimura in Dead Space. Like the way you slowly, were describing it, that was the first thing I thought of. It slowly opens up in the same way that the Ishimura does to Isaac Clarke in Dead Space. Um, and so, like, you start off and you, you're in per- personnel. Um, but the AI uh, has stored, like, these augmented reality versions of um, the crew. 
and it has recorded their interactions. And so you can look at like if they pull something up to like text somebody or, or on a phone call with somebody, you can look at what they're looking at through their virtual desktop. Okay. Which is all augmented reality. You can also explore the space and like rewind and fast forward and pause um, all of these things. So like it, it, it almost wow. Well, you didn't play that, but I was gonna say there's a uh, in Batman Arkham VR. There's a part where you have to like fast forward and rewind time. Um, oh, there's a part of that in Arkham Knight. Oh yeah, there is actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much like that, but writ large. Okay. Um. So like, imagine if that spanned like inside like five rooms and the people are constantly like walking around. So like you can, I, there's a mobile game actually. I think there's a game about a train um, that's either on PC or on mobile. I forget what it's called. People are going to be screaming um, about it. Chris Remo was talking about it a, a while back, like I think last year or something. But it's basically like the game takes place and you can't stop it. But like different, um, like different things are happening at different places. And if you're not there, you just miss it. Oh wow! Um, I, I think it was actually I think uh, I think actually Steve Gaynor said that it was inspired by Sleep No More, uh, which is um, a play of Hamlet in New York City, uh, where basically the whole like stuff is happening all over this building, and basically people just walk to whatever part they want to see. So if you want to follow one character through the whole story, you just do it. And then after they're finished with the play of Hamlet, they start it all over again. So you can like follow a different person or like, you know, you can go down into the kitchen and like see the servants, like polishing the dishware or stuff. Like it's, that's where he got the idea for this game from. And I, it's fascinating. Um, and it's a really interesting look into what our future might look like when everything is recorded and everything is stored and right. that sort of a thing. It's really interesting. And I, I totally fell in love with the crew, like the crew of the Tacoma, like, you know, there are couples amongst the crew. And so like you get to see them interacting and interacting with different people. Each person has their own role. So like there's a, there's a medical officer, there's a, you know, a botanist, there's like all this stuff and they're all in charge of different stuff. And so you basically are just going around trying to piece together what happened, um, while you're doing this job. So it's, it's, it's awesome. And I, I, I don't know. I, it's, I'm just going to be talking sugar on all these games because I played a lot of really (laughs) great games uh, this week, we'll we'll get into some games that I'm not so hot on in a minute, but um, but Tacoma is another one that I absolutely would encourage people to play. Um, on What Remains of Edith Finch and Tacoma, like I said, there were some frame issues, not during important parts, um, as far as Tacoma is concerned, but like sometimes during the loading screen, like it would just like freeze and then catch up a little bit. Um, and also I had an issue with um, if I left my Xbox or went back to the home screen, there was one time when it just like, when I went back into it, even though it should have been suspended, it just started the whole game over and I lost some progress, which sucks. Um, but I mean, if you're playing on, on PC or PS4 or something like that, that might just be an issue with me. So I don't know, but you know, just keep that in mind. But they, they were both cheap. They were both, I think they were both like 15 bucks on sale. Oh, that's like that. not bad. So, so it's, they're, they're both absolutely fantastic. Like just sit down, burn through it in like, you know, six, seven hours. Something like that. Maybe if that, I you know, I don't even remember. Um, I was so engrossed in it that like I just totally forgot. Um, my review for Judge, the twin stick shooter on Switch, went up this week. It's good. Um, and my main issue, um, I actually the developer Ten Tons Limited hit me up on Twitter and said that like my main gripe 
with the game in my review is something they're patching out pretty soon. Um, so like, you remember when I was talking about how you needed metals to proceed? Right. Um, and stuff like that. They said there's a patch that's, uh, that is going up soon where it'll reduce the number of metals that people need to proceed with an option to switch that whole system off. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so like kudos to them. Like I, I, I told them like on Twitter, I was like, I got to give it to you guys. Like you guys listen to what people say about your game and you give them what they ask for. And like, well, it's I, good that they're, they're doing it in the game that they've already put out and it's not like you have to wait for a sequel and it's all of a sudden it's different. Exactly. Like, exactly. The, and this is, this is the other side. This is the positive side of that coin of like, we're always online. Everything's digital, that right. sort of thing. The downside is gazillion can get shut down and Marvel heroes can just vanish. Um, and you know, people are without jobs and you just ha- don't have access to all that stuff that you paid for anymore. That's the bad side. The good side is you don't have to wait for them to ship discs with a new game on it or even ship like, oh, deluxe version or like game of the year version now with the fixed baloney, you know. Now you can just, hey, guess what? We've heard you, this upcoming patch. We're taking out that stuff. We're making it better. And it's just like, now I pretty much don't have any complaints about the game. Yeah. So. The Marvel Heroes uh, thing, I can't. I can't get over that. I mean, those, those people kind of saw the the writing on the wall for a while, um, yeah, and were furloughed and everything. But yeah, um, I can't believe it was the day before Thanksgiving and they were all told like, "You guys don't have yep. a job anymore." So like that is that is stone cold. Thoughts and prayers out to those people. Like I hope for you real. guys all guys and gals all land on your feet. Yeah, and I've I've uh, I've retweeted some of those like announcements, like uh, you know Mitch. Uh, Dyer, um, you know, has been tweeting out links to like a bunch of job resources right, and stuff right. like that in the industry and stuff. So like, if you see that sort of a thing, you know, retweet it and definitely let other people know that like, hey, there are opportunities out there because like, sometimes working in you know in the game development is just brutal. Yeah, and it's it's not just getting laid off. Like crunch sucks. Like there are a lot of there are a lot of issues, but. It blows my mind that, like, they can't, like, nobody can just change this. Like, there's only a select few. It's just because of the cost of development um, and the cost of games and everything. I mean, you know, it's a number of reasons, but it's just crazy that, like, the industry can't just come together and be like, okay, what can we, what steps can we take to. We have huge problems. We need to address this. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, there are, um, you know, indie developers and stuff out there and people who have said, like, who have drawn a line in the sand and said, look, this business model is not sustainable. Yeah. And we as a company are not buying into that. Like we're there, we're not doing like, well, like double fine, I think is like one of my, my favorite examples of it only because they, but but what's a shame about like double fine versus studio B that is just opening up is that they have this huge library of games that people can look back at and be like, Oh yeah, we know. Right. Yeah. They, Oh, we know that they know what they're doing. But if yeah. you're a startup, like, God help you. I mean, Double Fine's done Kickstarters recently, though, so it's not like they're exactly flush with cash. But Well, they, no, but the reason they, they're able to do that, or the reason they do that, is, and they're able to take chances on games that, like, they may not sell well, but, like, really yeah. appeal to a certain audience. Which, They've got like, cachet with the name. Yeah, and, like, not many studios are even able to do that anymore. Yeah, is, I mean, has, have you, did you hear of 10 tons before I mentioned them? Uh, no, no. Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, not everybody can do that. But I do really respect and appreciate the developers out there who are like, look, we're not going to lay people off seasonally. Like if we hire you, you're here. 
but like we gotta they 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 operate lean and they don't take cheap bad ways out to try to make a profit before the end of the fiscal year or whatever garbage like that like you you can't you can't do that long term and foster uh growth and i think i think it was actually it was also chris uh remo who was saying that like the average he was looking at the average um career of somebody in games development and they said that like almost nobody i think it was like three out of four people don't even last 10 years i believe that Um, well so like the vast majority of people the vast majority of people don't stay in this business long term because you just you can't you can't have a life like you can't have a a relationship with a lot of other people or like let alone a significant other raise a family like people do it but it's hard yeah like the amount so of it's, time it's, it dedicates just insane. Give it, like that's that's a bad sign and we need to do something about that and whatever needs to be done like there, there's going to need to be in the next couple of years there's going to need to be some big shakeups whether it comes from I think a big, you know, po- a big litigation from the government on loot boxes or you know this or or just freaking brain drain like with the most talented people leaving like like dude Phil Fish said he's not making Fez too because people were so shitty towards him. Yeah. And well, he's he, like you don't deserve Phil you don't Fish deserve is kind of a rare thing. a rare breed because he also like has he has been known to be like a little short fused and like I'm not saying that like what people have said to him is okay by any stretch of the imagination because people no, suck. No, it's not. But it's not. He like if you have you seen um indie game Video the movie? Game movie? Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. It, Homeboy has got a short fuse, and you can tell. But he's also a really smart guy that likes making games. He is, and it's a shame. Like it, it, it's yeah, it's terrible. And let me tell you, out of that generation of games That's, and that generation of indie games, Fez is probably my favorite. Like I think yeah. Fez is way better than Braid. Like I think it's oh, way better yeah, than Limbo. Yeah. I think it's way like it's just games like Fez don't come around hardly ever. And it was and made so, by two people. And it was made by two freaking guys. <laughs> and the fact that he was ready to make a sequel and then just left because people were dicks to him is a shame. Yeah. And what did he I, end up I, doing? I, do you know? I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. That sucks. Like, yeah, I would put now I haven't played the witness yet, but like I would put him up against like Jonathan Blow or any of these like, you know, luminary you know, indie game developers, like, uh, it's just, it, it, that broke my heart. Yeah. And, and Audrey, uh, my wife knows how much I loved Fez. Like I was obsessed with it when, when I got it. I had a buddy in college, um, Zach, he kept a notebook and like translated the language before it was like on the internet. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we, we've got to be better. Yeah. At some point, like, I, I think the, the biggest hope that we have is that like the developer development tools are going to be much much easier to use and you know I'm not like, open it up to like more if people. you look at like and granted it's not the best example because I was burned by it so badly what up Kickstarter but like um, ukulele was built in Unity by like ten people really? and it was built in like two years so that's crazy like the scale of that game like it's not massive but like it's for a studio of ten people it's a pretty big game. It's not a great game. Yeah, I mean, and look at Cuphead. Well, Cuphead took like five years. That's true, but it was made by even it was made by like 
like six Very people or few something. People, and it was freaking done by hand. Yeah. And freaking Axie and Verge, one dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're if you're talented, like you can make it happen. It's just gonna take a lot of commitment, a lot of time. Like Tom Hap said he worked like twelve hour days every day. Yeah, I believe that. For like how many years? Jeez. A long time. But you have no like like what kind of life is that? Like I, I and I yeah. don't mean that yeah. in like, you know, the derogatory way. I just mean like yeah, you yeah. Like, don't we, we really get want, to have much of a personal life. Like we should is, want better for them. Well, yes. Yeah. Like they deserve it. Yes. It's a shame. The people who give us these sorts of amazing, incredible, immaculate experiences deserve more yeah. from us. And deserve more from the industry around them. And so I I want to do something more. And I don't know I don't know what I think I think honestly individual. what's gonna happen is we're gonna hit it and we're, I think we're close. Um we're gonna hit a point where there's too many games coming out at once. Um, and I'm not yeah, saying we're like, gonna have like a like a collapse, yeah, like a like housing I, collapse. I really like think that. it's just gonna reach a point where like, uh, like I can't, I obviously can't afford to buy everything that I want to play, um, yeah. and nor can I keep up and play everything that I buy. Um, yeah. And I think this year especially was probably the worst case of that. Like, I have my backlog is worse this year than it has been any other year. Um, I think in like the history of me being alive. <laughs> which is like crazy to me to think about. Yeah. But yeah. like you you look at the game of the year contenders and I mean there's stuff on there I haven't Persona 5 I just started playing. Like it's 90 hours long and there's Do you still, have do you have that list handy? The game of, of the year of, uh, contenders? Game of the year contenders? Yeah. For who? Game Awards? For, I haven't like, memorized. Anybody. anybody. I mean I know game Awards. Like, just o- give me give me a give me a what you remember. Um I know game awards is Zelda, Mario, Horizon, Persona 5 and PUBG. Yeah. But, like, that's not even scratching the surface of, like, every other awesome game that I've played this year. Wolfenstein, AC Origins, Cuphead. Like, Christ, Brian, Black Friday just happened. I just bought, I literally have the stack in front, I have a stack in front of me. Let's see what you got. Shadow of Mortal, or Shadow of War, Assassin's Creed Origins, Dishonored, uh, well, this came out. No, this came out this year. Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. Yeah. Dishonored 2 came out last year. Wolfenstein 2. Um... Rayman Origin Switch, or Legend Switch, I mean. Um, it's just like Crash Bandicoot Collection I never even got to play. Uh, I just played it a little fine. bit. Yeah, fine. but still, like it's a good game. Mario Plus Rabbids, I didn't play that, Jess played it. I played it, it's great. Yeah. It's freaking great. I can't keep up with this shit. It's Here's true. the thing, That's Brian, true. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. Can you vamp for like a minute 30? On whatever pee? the next topic is or anything, I'm gonna pee my pants. Okay. okay. Sure. Uh, what, is there anything that you don't particularly care if I talk about without you? Uh, you Final Fantasy. Me, you just 14. want me to vamp. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, uh, here we go. <laughs> Chris just got up and he's wearing freaking Batman pants. <laughs> he's wearing sweatpants and they got a big bat signal on him. What a weirdo. I'm just kidding. Batman's pretty job. Anyway, so I've. You know, I'm not even going to talk about this. I'm just going to freaking vamp and talk about all sorts of stuff. I'm watching these waveforms over here in the corner. Legit, though, I really hope uh, to you, our listeners, our loving, loving listeners at home, there's a giant bookshelf of video games right next to Chris's seat, and one day I kind of hope that it falls over on him. Not enough to hurt him. But, you know, just shake it up a little bit, you know? Also, I think there's a freaking Stormtrooper helmet down on our floor. 
I've always wanted, ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted a freaking Stormtrooper outfit. And I'm going to need to get one one of these days. Because it's too good. It's too cool. Is it bad that I like the Empire more than the Rebel Alliance? Like, I mean, I know that they're the bad guys, but, like, the Empire always looks so much cooler than the Rebel Alliance. Are you talking about Star Wars? Yeah, dude. You got a freaking Stormtrooper helmet down there on the ground. You can't expect me to talk. And also, you're wearing a Stormtrooper freaking shirt. I am. This is my Force Awakens shirt. I got it in Disney. Um, this, I, this is a Halloween decoration I haven't put away yet. It's a Stormtrooper holding a little pumpkin. That's the stupidest crap I've ever seen in my life. Listen. Listen. <laughs> what I thought was, I thought the pumpkin was going to be hollow and you could put candy in it. And then I was going to be like, that's dope. That's a great idea. No, I just have like a stuffed stormtrooper that's only relevant for two months out of the year. That seems like a waste of space, my man. Yeah, that wasn't the best investment. That was like a Walmart like impulse buy. I think it was like 10 bucks. What you should do is you should get your... I'm not subject to these impulse buys. I don't know what, like everybody's you know like, what? oh, I'm yeah, not anymore. It. I've, I've never bought something that was like an impulse buy unless it was something that I already knew that I needed. I've gotten to the point now and I think it took me going through this past week. I think I talked about it on the show, like purging my whole apartment and being like, why do I own this shit? Like just stuff yeah. I, I, I bought and never looked at again. Um, Dude, I have buyer's remorse from stuff that I need. Like, like <laughs> I don't have time for this other, you know, bargain bin well, garbage. I've, I've been, and I've actually noted, like, it's funny, like, I've noticed over the past two or three months, like, my checking account is getting, like, slightly bigger because I'm not eating out as much and I'm not buying stupid crap. Nice. And nice. It, it's it's weird. I'm not used to it. <laughs> yeah. Quite honestly. You're starting to develop wealth. I'm becoming a real adult strange yeah that's pretty good so so we started playing and by we i mean myself and josh mobley um famed ign video producer uh we started playing final fantasy 14 i almost said 15 14 the online one i picked it up on sale i actually got it from the square enix site the whole game and all the expansion packs for 24 dollars. i thought i saw that and i i i almost bit the bullet on that but i knew i'd never play it I mean, it's a good thing that you didn't do that if you would never play it because that's just a it's waste, waste of money. money. Another thing um, I've been good at. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Here's the thing. Just talk to me. Like, shoot me something, and I'll I can be your conscience. You got me. Wait, was it? I think it was you. No, it was you or the guys I work with. I came real close to picking up Destiny Two twice on PC, <laughs> and like somebody, it, it must have been the guys at work were like, "That's money towards." Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're right. It yeah. is money towards blah, blah, blah. I should, I should Spend not. Spend it towards it. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whatever blah, blah, blah is. I forget what they actually said it was, but. Yeah. That's freaking, that's a credit card payment, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, not any, like, not even close to, like, my credit card payment. Stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Final Fantasy 14 is a, the MMO one. It's the second one after 11. Uh, and so I started playing as a. I think I'm a Aru, what they are. Basically, they're like they're like these like guys that have like dragon scales and horns and stuff like that and tails. Sure. So so, so I'm a Thaumaturge, which is like a precursor to the Black Mage. That sounds like something Fantasy. that would come out of my bowels after Thanksgiving. Oh, I ate like, too much stuffing and now I got now a Thaumaturge. I, got, I, just, I just whipped up the worst Thaumaturge. <laughs> yeah, oh, goodness. True. 
Yeah, it plays about like that too. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's, it's decent. <laughs> the story is absolutely garbage. Like this, the 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 writing is just crap. The gameplay isn't bad. Okay. Um, like the spell casting animations and stuff like that. Like I always, I pretty much always play magic users in games like this. Like in fantasy style games, I'm always like, give me something I can't do in real life. Give me that freaking magic. Okay. And so I'm casting like, you know, the the thaumaturge is a class that's built on bouncing between two different types of magic. So like you start and you cast fire spells. So you cast like fire one. And every time you cast it, it gets more expensive, but it also does more damage. Um, and so basically you use that until you run out of magic, like you run out of mana, and then you start casting blizzard, like ice spells. And you cast ice spells, and as you've cast more and more of these fire spells, your ice spells get cheaper and cheaper. Uh, and so then when you switch over and you start casting ice spells, your ice spells regenerate your mana really, really fast. So you cast that as like a recovery phase, and then once your mana gets all the way back up to full, you switch back to fire spells, which oh, do more okay. damage. So like that sort of thing. And I've also got like a lightning spell that does damage over time, and I've got like a sleep spell, and like I've got... Um, like a debuff that reduces people's intelligence and stuff like that, that I can cast. Um, and I just got, um, I just got fire two and ice two, um, which do like different stuff. So like fire one, ice one are, um, like direct damage. And then, you know, blizzard or blizzard two, fire two are like AOE abilities that hit like a bunch of people at, at once. Um, so we, I've just been running around. Um, Josh and I started to play together and it was pretty fun going together. There are like these little things called fates, that are like kind of um, public events that you can get in on um, where like there'll be one giant monster you have to take down that's a couple levels higher than you or there'll be like a ton of little ones that you have to like clear out and based on how much you do, you get better rewards and things like that. It's pretty cool. Um, However, as we're going through like core story missions, we were trying to do our quests together and we were able to do them and then it's like, okay, now we're queuing for like a big boss battle but it separated us and it wouldn't let us play the mission together and I'm like, this is supposed to be... It's called a massively multiplayer online RPG. It's Was MMO. there like a reason? Did it... It said that um, Disciples of War and Disciples of Magic, like you had to be one. And he is a gladiator. So he's a disciple of um, war. And I'm a thaumaturge, so I'm a disciple of magic. I don't know if it's that you can't play together if you're magic users and like physical attackers or something, which wouldn't make any sense because he was tanking stuff and I was taking it out from well, afar. I, I was going to say like, I'm, I've never heard of an MMO doing that, but also like how would anybody like it? Well, yeah. Like what is the appeal of that? Like if you have like a clan, like you're not just going to have a clan of like strength yeah, and, guys. Like it just doesn't make I, sense. There's no, it's yeah, not and I don't know. And I don't know how far that kind of rabbit hole goes because I'm only level, like I'm almost level 20. I think he's like level 16 or 17 or something like that. So like, we're not, we're like a third of the way through the game. As far as levels are concerned, I think 60 is the top. Order. I might be wrong. Maybe you Correct. can, like, it, was it a raid or was it just a boss? No, it was just a story mission. That's bizarre. And it's like, no, you have to be solo uh, disciple of war, disciple of magic or whatever. And I'm just like, this is weird. So, oh, um, maybe you can only do it solo. Maybe, but like, why? I don't know. 
Like, those fights were harder than the rest of them. I could use the backup. I know the raids in those games are supposed to be crazy because kids from Delval used to, like, complain that they, uh, like, they would drop in the middle of it. And they'd be like, I was raiding for four hours in this one level and blah, blah, blah. And Jeez. Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden, I, like, our firewall would kick them. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Basically, our goal is, because when you buy the game, they give you 30 days of free playtime. So, like, Josh and I are trying to figure out in the first month if this is something we want to do. Right. I don't, right now, I'm leaning kind of no. But yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Josh wants to get to the end game where the, where it actually becomes, like, something else. Um, I, honestly, I just want to be able to class change. As soon as I can upgrade to being a freaking black mage, like, and I can get that sweet, sweet outfit with the giant hat, like... That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So as soon as I can do that, I'll be I'll be good. Also, did I talk about rhyme last week? Uh, I don't think you did. I think you said you were going to or that you played it, but I don't remember yeah, I you s- ever actually getting into it. Yeah, I started playing it. It's got some really really bad frame issues, which is sucks because I was talking to uh, founder of Nintendo, uh, Andrew, who's the one who you know I work with to and- review these sorts of games. Um, and he said he was talking to the developer and they had, they had told him that the update, uh, the, basically in the day one patch, they were going to resolve these issues, but like in docked mode, at least the frame drops like plummets to like probably the teens, maybe even lower. Whoa. Um, when you see like certain stuff, which sucks because this game is like. It's not really a great looking game either, but like stylistically, I really love it and I love like the gameplay of it. There's something about like the, and I, I haven't played it yet, but like the screenshots in it, like it's so easy to at first glance be like, it's ugly, but I kind of want to see what this world's about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, d- dude, the world is fascinating. Yeah. Like the world is absolutely fascinating. I love what they're doing. I love the puzzles. Like they have weird puzzles that are based off of perspective. You know, like Echo Chrome or something like that. And then they've got, they legit brought back um, the platforming from, uh, <sighs> Prince of Persia. Oh, wow. Like, not wall running, but like the way that, that you move around the world and like ledges and leaping and like back towards the camera and stuff. It's like old, like Prince of Persia, like Sands of Time type stuff. Um, and so that was really a cool throwback for me. But you're just like this kid that like wakes up on this beach and you just go around and explore the thing. It's it's interesting. There's a mysterious figure that's appeared and like he's like he like vanishes suddenly, you know, as you turn around corners and stuff. It's like there's really interesting stuff going on with this world. I'm just super bummed that like the, the performance isn't there. Now, have they come out? Because I remember I remember when uh, before it came out, I think I had read somewhere that there were performance issues and I, I'm pretty sure I told you about it and you said, you know, there's a day one patch and all that. Um, yeah, which I have one point it's on, I'm on version 1.01. Right. Um, but I didn't know if maybe the developer had come out after that had released and made, and said, made a statement. Yeah. Like, Hey, we know that this is still a problem. I have not yeah, looked it. into that. Um, just because I'm so early on, um, in the game, I haven't, I haven't reached out to them. I haven't talked to them or anything like that. And I haven't, I haven't been, looking around for a statement. So I don't know if there is one. Okay. Um, that was just kind of a bummer. It was very reminiscent of wind waker as far as like, there's Aesthetically, it, it looks like it yes. is. Yeah. I mean, yes. even like yes. it looks like the first, at least what I've seen the first Island that you start, that game starts out in. 
Yeah, like imagine imagine playing Wind Waker, but there's no combat. Like it's like that. Oh, so the fun? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, the combat in Wind Waker <laughs> is just so good. Yeah, it's not bad. Plus that freaking final battle and how it ends. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So other than that, uh, I just got today. I went down to the office and picked up my package. I got MLB The Show. Really? MLB The Show 17. Why? Because. Oh, wait. Of course, you're you're the big champion. I'm going to be so interested to see if I pick up Madden when the Eagles inevitably win the Super Bowl. Knock on wood. I've heard that the latest Madden is actually really good. And uh, I'm interested. I'm open to trying it. Here's what I'm trying to do, man. And I'm not. I I don't want to make it look like I'm trying to jump on some like winner's bandwagon, because that's not what it is. That's not what it is. It's it's the it's the difference between somebody who only watches the Super Bowl every year and somebody who watched a Super Bowl one year, got into it, and then started watching football from that point on. Like, well, it's like I, me with hockey this year. Like, I went to one Flyers game, and now all of a sudden, I'm like, the Flyers are playing terribly this year, but yeah. I'm still like watching games and stuff because I'm, yeah. I'm just into it now. So, like during like earlier in the season, I started getting into like I watched a game, and it was it was really entertaining. And I mean, winning the World Series definitely didn't hurt. Sure, but like I'm definitely going to. I it was it was cheap. I've heard things like um like forza basically like forza and mlb the show being those games that ryan mccaffrey has said like these are just tens every year like mlb the show is a great game like if you've never played it i'm excited for you to try i've never i've never played it um so so i just got that installed on my ps4 i had to delete uh mass effect Which is fine because like I was borrowing it from a friend on PS4, but I actually got my own copy on Xbox. So oh nice, I'll be I'll be I'll be playing it there where I actually have more space because like my PS4 is totally crammed full, whereas I still have terabytes left on my uh, on my external drive for my Xbox One. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to play that. Um, I also started up Warframe uh, because I think you and I and Josh are going to be playing that together. That's a fun game, dude. Ever since so I guess this past weekend when we had off from work. My boss like downloaded this on PS4. It was a launch PS4 game. Yeah, and it was dude. I remember it. I played it. I played. I remember it when it playing launched. it at launch and being like, "All right, this is kind of cool." But like, yeah, but I, there had, was other stuff. I had I had to play. To play. Ki- yeah, I had. I was about to say I had to play Killzone Shadowfall. Yeah, Killzone Shadowfall, so good. <laughs> it is but, really um, good. It's way better than Knack. Your example was way better. Yeah, <laughs> I had when I when I bought it when I bought uh, my PS4. It, it came in and I was so excited and I went to I think like Target or Best Buy or something and they had like pick three or something. And so it was like, I got, uh, I got kills on shadow fall, uh, Assassin's Creed, black flag and knack. <laughs> My third one was, um, Lego Marvel superheroes, which is still yeah. the best Lego game to date. Nice. Um, I was going to get watchdogs, but it got delayed, it got it delayed out, to April. And then yeah. was a shitty game. <laughs> I really liked it. I did not care for that. I'm going to be honest. I still think that, I still think that I had more fun with Watch Dogs than I have with Grand Theft Auto. Even though I don't, I don't mind Grand Theft Auto Five. I think we, Watch Dogs Two is a better on. game than. Can we Grand talk about something real quick? Sure. So, I got Red Dead Redemption um, for on Black Friday um, from Best Buy because it was like ten bucks or something. And I tell remember, me you at least got it on 360. What's that? Tell me you at least got it on like Xbox 360. Well, yeah. So they, uh, that's rare replay. Hold on. So they sell it in this pack. They've been doing at least uh, Rockstar has a couple of these. Oh yeah, I love where this. It's 
in an Xbox One case, and then it says like playable in Xbox 360 and Xbox One. So like I'm down with that's that. That's dope. Fine. I love that. Um, but it includes Red Dead and Undead Nightmare, which is kind of cool. Um, I I need to get. I thought that the version that I got when it was on sale on 360 had Undead Nightmare, but it didn't. So I need to get oh, that at beat. some point because I've heard it's awesome. So like I'm excited to try this out, but I remember when I went to play this the first time, and I was like, it just didn't grab me. And I was thinking about it, like. I don't think I've ever beaten a Grand Theft Auto game except for Vice City. Hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever beaten four, um, five. I stopped playing after like a couple days. Like, I don't think I really like that franchise as much as I originally thought I did. And I'm starting to get to the point where I don't think I like Rockstar games, period, as much as I thought I did. Because, like, I got so hyped when the last Red Dead trailer came out. And then I was like, yeah, but I didn't even like play, like, give the first one or the second one a shot. Yeah, these are hashtag unpopular opinions, but like for real, like I think that Rockstar and specifically with Grand Theft Auto and Bethesda with Fallout, like I think those games are wildly overrated. I wouldn't go Um, as far as... uh, As wildly? No, I wouldn't go as far as saying they're overrated. Like I think it's definitely worth the praise in some aspect, like... Sure, the, the world building things, and stuff like that. Well, the it's amount of things not, you can do in Grand Theft Auto Five is insane. Like, yeah, there's but nothing else. How many of them like are it. fun? Uh, I mean, like, uh, some people. It's well, literally people a game about Grand jacking cars. Some people buy it's Grand Theft Auto Five just to play golf. Like, that's crazy sure, to me. Sure. Literally, auto is in the name, and I hate the way that the cars control. So, like, I like maybe how they did get, five or four. I mean, maybe get the first thing right. And then do other stuff. Yeah. That's like, all I'm going to say. I, I think Watch Dogs 2 has way better driving than Grand Theft Auto 5. I think Saints Row 2 has much better driving than Grand Theft Auto 5. And that game that's, came out like 10 years ago. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Basically, they, everybody just needs to get with the Forza Horizon team, get that driving, and then just put that in every game. Yeah. It's like the cover-based stuff from Gears of War. Just, just take that. Just cover-based shooting has been perfected. Just take it and just do it. Or, and also like combat-based fighting from Batman games. Do like, what get that. You know what I can't stand, and I don't know if Siege is like this because I haven't played it and I haven't looked into it. Nobody has, uh, to my knowledge, nobody else has adopted the Rainbow Six Vegas control scheme, and I loved how that game controlled. Like that game was huge when it came out, and no one else has done that. Was it? Was it Bigly? It was. Was it Bigly? It was huge. It was you. It was huge. Um, no, it. Uh, it was first person, but if you snapped a cover, it went third. It was so. That's cool. a good idea. Yeah, that's like, a really it good idea. So well, and I. That's don't something know that would have really helped in Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Wolfenstein, I started playing the first one on Xbox One again um, mm-hmm. this past week. It's such a stupid complaint. That game is not does not look that good, and I know it, like it's kind of like a launch ish game for. Uh, xbox and ps4 but like what i was playing i was it came out like march after those consoles came out because it was right around my birthday i'm pretty sure i do not have the same recollection i mean you might be right hold on i thought it came out in march i remember it being much more recent than that what is it the new colossus that's the new oh wait that's the new new one. one the new order yeah when did that come out this came out on May 20. Yeah, I thought it was an, an M month. So May after PS4 launched in May yeah, May 20th, 2014. 
But like, if you put that against like, and granted, it's a first party studio against a third party one, but you put that against Killzone Shadowfall, like it looks like a last gen versus a like next gen game. Huh? It just hasn't aged well. I'm sure. I'm sure the new Colossus looks amazing. I haven't played it myself. Like I've seen gameplay footage of it. It looks awesome. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks good. But I was kind I've of heard on Xbox One X. It looks incredible. The the character models are just a little like that could be better. Um, but yeah. it was funny. I started playing it again, and I realized when I stopped playing it was because I was on this mission where it's like a stealth one where they like hide you in, in the trunk, and then you get out of the trunk and you have to like walk around this like Nazi base, and if they you get alerted or if you alert any guards, like they all start coming after you and stuff, and it's like impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I started playing again. I was like, <laughs> but I think I just have to lower the difficulty on it because it's yeah. real hard. Those games are, are really hard. Also, that's one of the reasons why I didn't finish the old blood. Um, because the, that whole, like the first felt like several hours might not have been that long, but like the first hefty while is all like, you better not get seen because yeah. they'll freaking light you up. And it's just like, that's not fun. Like Wolfenstein not, not needs to be long. Wolfenstein needs to be like doom. Yeah. It needs to be you running through mowing people down. It needs to be a freaking power fantasy is what it needs to be. Yeah. Like there are not very many franchises that I will say, just reduce it down to its basest elements and just blow people away. Wolfenstein is Wolfenstein and doom are the ones. And it's funny. Cause like if you, one of my favorite parts and I, I don't think you've played it yet. One of my favorite parts of the new call of duty is a part that is like stealthy. There's two of them. Um, but the one in particular, no, I, I haven't played it yet. There's one part in particular in that game. That's like a pure stealth mission for like, 30 35 minutes like it doesn't overstay it's welcome but it's like it's amazing it's done so well and if you told me that like one of the best parts of that game or like what was really going to stick with me was that i would not have believed you hmm. interesting yeah i need to like red box that or something dude it's worth it like just for like I wake up get... early one day and just blow through it yeah okay so what yeah, i'll have to do that i just found out there's a red box like right on the corner by me so like i could legit just walk there right now there's a special i think with them where you can rent a game for like a dollar 15 nice for like a day yeah um if you go on like slick deals or something it's on there i keep seeing it pop Mm. up very nice very nice oh yeah so do you have anything else or you want to get into the end game can we just take a second and talk about persona 5 sure yeah absolutely dude I one of the best games of the year. I my original goal was to finish this game before the end of the year, and I don't think you have enough. I don't, time. I don't think I have enough time, and like I need to just accept that. And it's a shame because like I really want to. I'm only like seven hours into it, and I still want to consider it for like game of the year, which is crazy to me because I feel like sure, I, yeah, I haven't yeah. even like seen what this game has to offer at all. Um, yeah, yeah, but it is. It, it's so rare. I, I can't even think of many other experiences where, like, I'll I'll be pl- I'll playing this game, and I'll put it down. And the next day, not only am I thinking about it, but I'm thinking about like how this game is influencing my own life, like my own personal experiences it, with just like it, <laughs> what what really matters to me in life, and like what experiences do I need or people really like do I really need to 
make a bigger deal out of before I lose touch with them or before they go away. And like, I need to like hone in on those people to enrich my life and hopefully theirs. Like I've never had a game. I mean, like maybe persona four, but like there's something about this one that's just like, it, it, it points out the flaws and like how shitty people can be. And just persona five is definitely, definitely, definitely way better than four. Yeah. But it's so like, yeah, it just it does such a great job of just being like, look, there are people out there that think so highly of themselves and like there's a limit. Like even if you don't think that you're being big headed, like there needs you need to have some level of humbleness to you. Yeah. Otherwise, like you're impacting so many other people's lives so negatively. Um, yeah. And like f- all day yesterday, I'm just like sitting there like, man, like I really should reach out to this person or I should make some changes in my life. Like it, it's a weird feeling. And like part of me is kind of afraid to keep playing this game because like I'm afraid of what it's going to do to me. Um, and like nothing, Chris, let me, let me as, as, as a, as an actual friend of yours, let me tell you nothing bad. No, I, I know that it's not going to change. It's not going to change anything bad. Like I have a feeling like, as I play this thing, I, sh- I should say it's not going to, I'm, I'm, that was a misleading statement. Not, it's not going to change anything bad about you. It's not going to change anything about you for the worse. Right. Right. Like long term, it is going to be good and matter and all that. Yes. Um, yes. It, it's just, I think what I, I want to happen with this game. It, and it's so weird to like that. I'm even talking about a game like this, but like, I want to be able to go through developing a relationship with these characters much like I would my own personal life. Um, like, and not even in the sense of like, I want it to be like real life. But what I mean is like, if I'm starting to feel a certain way about a certain character, not like waifu shit, but just like how close I am with them. Um, and almost like equate that to certain people and then be like, you know what? I really need to like work on my quote unquote, um, like relationship level with them or whatever Mm -hmm. and like see if I really start to get more out of that relationship or more out of life with them Um, because there's some people that like I don't talk to anymore I talk to very little and when I'm around them I'm like god like why why can't I have more of this around me like all the time the the answer is there's nothing stopping that from happening. No, I know you're doing it. Yeah, and and, and I so think, you should. No, I know, and I think part of it is part of its persona, and uh, God, I'm like losing breath. I'm like all wrapped up in my thoughts. Um, part of its persona, and part of it is that gym that I started going to three days a week before every workout. Um, like our trainer, like goes into these discussions of like there was this guy and he did this thing and the moral of the story is this. And like, it really like, it's, it sounds so cheesy, but like, it really gets me thinking about like, shit, I really need to like live a better life and like treat others like better and find out what's like really important. And how do I get the things that I really want to get? And like, it, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like there's something brewing up that awesome. Like it's great. It's going to be, you know, interesting. 2018 should be an interesting year. I'll say that. Nice, but I nice. want I want Persona Five to be like that thing that goes along with me while I go through these experiences. So like, I don't want 
I don't want to blow through this game now that I think I could. I'd have to like quit my job and like just play Persona, um, in order to get what I want to get out of this game. It, didn't it take me like when I beat this game? Didn't it take me like ninety hours or something? For most people, yeah, that's like the the average number, something like that. And so then by like, the time I was done, it was like one. It was like one fifteen. Yeah. Something. By the time I wrote my, by the time I finished my review, I think I, I think it was like one hundred and fifteen hours. Yeah. The other thing that's a shame about it is like, whenever I play it, I need to have at least like three hours of my time to dedicate to it because it's not something like oh I'll just hop in and do this thing like i really want to get into the weeds with it whereas something like zelda which is the only other game that i played at that length this year yeah yeah um you know i hop in do a temple or two and i was out sleep it yep right so it's probably gonna take me a while but like goddamn, like i'm so excited and i love this game it is really really good yeah the the, the biggest problem with this year is that even not even with like a team of people that I'm talking to, but like even in my own heart, I can make arguments for like seven or eight games, like yeah. really strong. I can make a really strong argument for breath of the wild. I can make a strong argument for persona five. I can make an extremely strong argument for cuphead. I can make arguments for, you know, freaking what remains of Edith Finch. I can make an argument for Tacoma. Like, I can make an argument for Doki Doki Literature Club. You know what kills or, me, though? I or can't, Wolfenstein or Assassin's Creed Origins. Like, I can't in my right mind make a make an argument for Horizon only because the melee combat is so bad. Yeah, oh, if they changed the thing, that I one really thing. Enjoyed, yeah, I really enjoyed Horizon. It's, I, I can't. It, it's not on my, on my short list. It's that? I think any list, I think any list for Game of the Year stuff that includes Horizon and doesn't include, I mean, this isn't going to happen, but, like, doesn't include, like, Zelda. Or, honestly, dude, I would say that Horizon and Assassin's Creed Origins are, like, on the same level. Um, I think that uh, Horizon gets the edge as far as graphical fidelity. Like, the game looks better right. than AC Origins, but I think AC Origins definitely has it in gameplay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even think it's really close. But anyway, <sighs> sorry about that. Just had a letting Jess into the apartment. No, that's fine. Hey, Jess, what's going on? He says hello. Hi. Say hello to all the people. Are we are recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so shall we go ahead and get into the Justice League talk? Yes, because. I have only been able to talk to people who have not seen this movie. I don't think I've talked well, now you're, except for Jazz. Nah, yeah. All right. Well, here here we go. So, uh, do you want to? Yeah. Let's just let them know. Okay. So from here on out, um, thank you very much. If you're if you have not seen Justice League, or if you don't want to hear us talk about it or whatever, if you've heard all the all the thoughts, if you've watched like freaking Fat Man on Batman or whatever, talk about all this sort of stuff, and you don't want to hear us couple of schlubs talk about it then uh thank you very much for hanging out and we'll check you next time for all of the rest of you about to go with us on this justice league-ish justice journey uh spoilers are gonna start for justice league right well actually you know what hold on let's do you want spoiler free do we recommend this or do we not just like what are your, what are your thoughts did you did you enjoy the film so i enjoyed it um i'll i'll watch it again for sure um it's it's second best DC movie like out of the DCUO to Wonder Woman um like it's definitely but be- I think it's definitely better than Batman v Superman 
I think I need to watch Batman vs Superman before I make that assessment, You've seen it, right? Yeah, but I think I need to I need to like watch it again just to see if it holds up better like on like the extended cut or something like cuz I I saw it in theaters when it came out and I oh, haven't seen wow. it since. No, I mean like um, Batman vs Superman is pretty terrible for a not like terrible, but like it has a lot of its problems for like not just like the content of and the the moments in that movie, like Martha yeah. and all that, but like structurally the, like, there are problems with that movie. Yeah, I had I had a couple of problems with it, and you can definitely feel um, those sorts of issues in this movie as well. And it has like slightly different um, things. The problem, I think, the biggest problem with this movie is it's not it doesn't feel like a singular thing in the way that Wonder Woman does. Um, like Wonder Woman feels very much like a self-contained. This is what this movie is. This is what it's about. This is who it's about. It knows what it is. It is very true to itself. And because of that, I think it shines. Well, I think part uh, of it is Wonder Woman, and part of the reason I think we love Wonder Woman like as a character so much is because she was given her own standalone movie, and had like my favorite. Well, but we've had Man of Steel. Well, and that, that's what I was gonna say. We'll, and we'll, and I, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. Well, no, I mean uh, this is still spoiler free, but like uh, my. I always forget that Man of Steel was part of this DCUO a lot of times, but like, and and, I and honestly, there's movie. not even there's not even a thing. That was something that a journalist like kind of coined of the DC expanded universe because of the Marvel expanded universe, right? But that's not actually a thing. No, like the Joker movie that's coming out is not set in the same universe because there's not like there there's not is a Joker like a to be small, had there. There's a small um, like thing with the movies that are moving forward, and they're in a series. And like the stand, the 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 Aquaman movie and the Flash movie are gonna be with these. They're gonna share characters, but like not everything that's coming out from DC is a part of this universe, right? Um, so there isn't. There, there's kind of a DC but, expanded part of universe, me, like, but like it, it it's kind of it's helpful shorthand, but like it kind of yeah. sucks though, because like you're conf- like it's bad enough. Like the 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 DC situation <laughs> yeah. is bad enough with them yeah. being like you have. Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. Oh, but Batman doesn't have his own movie. Whatever, we've seen that a billion times. Here's Wonder Woman. Oh my well, god, dude, it's so great. We don't even know if freaking Ben Affleck's going to be in it. That's what I mean. Like, there's so much in the air, and like, and then on top of it, they're going to be like. By the way, there's a rumored Joker movie that's directed by Scorsese, with starring uh, Leo DiCaprio or whatever that was. Like, yeah, which I haven't heard anything about since then. Oh, by the yeah. way, that has nothing to do with Suicide Squad with that nope. other Joker which is terrible. Let's just forget that movie existed. Like, it's so confusing for the average person. The thing that sucks is Jared Leto is an amazing actor. I know. If if you've seen Blade Runner 2049, like, he's amazing. He's great in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen that yet, but, um, but it's like, it's... The range of that that guy is ridiculous. Between Suicide Squad and, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, I was like, man... Jared Leto and Harrison Ford, like, I am not impressed. And then I watched Blade Runner 2049, and they're both in it, and they're both incredible. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so you guys have it. This just There was just a lot of other stuff going on in those other movies. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, but, yeah, like, the, I would definitely recommend people go see this movie. There were some really cool moments that I that I enjoyed, and we will talk about those in the spoiler section. Um, my uh, Tyler, um, the big, the bearded wonder, uh came down for thanksgiving and he actually went to see the movie with me 
uh, for, and it was his second time seeing it. So, um, so it's definitely more watchable. It, it got like a 40 on Rotten Tomatoes. It is definitely It's better definitely than better that. than a 40. Yeah. I, I would give it that. I would give it... I'd give it like I would, a I'd give it a seven. seven. Yeah, I'd give it probably a seven. Yeah. Um, it definitely it definitely has issues, and the opening, the very first scene in the movie, is uh, is a big part a big part of that. We'll get into that though. Are, do you have anything else that <laughs> no, you want no, people to know we, before yeah, we get we into spoilers? Get into we can get into it. Okay, so we're gonna talk full spoilers starting now. So uh, leave if you don't want to hear it. So here we go. Uh, yeah, first scene in the movie, I was like, oh my god. Uh, what what uh, is this the bank scene? No, it's the freaking iPhone recorded scene with the obviously badly cropped out mustache. On oh Superman. no! So oh my god! So that every was scene, so horrible. Every scene that he's in that they had to digitally render. So first of all, hold on, let's backtrack a bit. The CG in this movie overall is fucking awful. Like there's no. I didn't. I don't mind. I don't mind Steppenwolf. I don't mind. Are you the kidding me? You don't mind Steppenwolf? No. Oh my he god. He seems fine to me. He um you you're full of shit. You're making you're making this up right now. <laughs> you have to be. It's not even played by a real person. Like it's just CG. They just they VO'd him. That's all they did. The the big the my biggest issue was mustache. Mustache was real rough and it's not only that scene but it's also the scene where um he when they bring him back to life and they're in front of the Superman monument. But but by the way, best scene in the whole movie. Oh yeah, that scene was the best scene in the entire but movie. But he when looks he, like, like freaking in manhandles it. everybody. Oh yeah, like you just can't. You got look into his eyes. You can't look anywhere else. <laughs> look at his chest. Just look. But it's literally, every ca- I want to look else. everywhere else. He's so good looking. It's so gross. Yeah, it's, it's so... real. It's real rough. And like I get it. Like there's gonna be reshoots, but like it was a hard situation that they put themselves in because. He this was shooting a, another movie. This is hold on. This is a DC Comics superhero movie. The friend, the the film that has the biggest stars in comics. Period. There are the two biggest comic book heroes in the universe, in the known universe. I'll just put it that way. There might be bigger <laughs> comic book stars on some alien planet. I'm just, I don't want to. I don't want to send this out on the airwaves and then have them. You know. Come at me. In, hey, in you. The, in the, I don't want to have aliens slipping into my DMs saying, hey, man, let me tell you, Klafnar is way bigger than Superman. Because I don't know anything about that. But, like, <laughs> Superman and Batman and now Wonder Woman and Aquaman and The Flash. And who cares about Cyborg? Not beca- Just because he's a re- more recent addition and I don't know anything about him. I wish it was, you know, freaking. I wish we had a movie whatever. about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about the cyborg movie because after this, I'm like, dude, this guy's actually got some pretty interesting powers. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, like with the Nightcrawler and stuff. Yeah. He just hijacks stuff, and he's like, yeah, dude, I can totally make this plane go like way faster than you can. <laughs> like that that whole idea of technology is like so reflective of like our current world and like information technology and surveillance and like you could do some really interesting like Watchdogs two level stuff with a cyborg movie. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you could do like freaking cyber terrorism. You could do all kinds of crazy stuff. To be fair, I so think I, I like the idea of a cyborg. Will they capitalize on that? Probably not. But. Well, no, well, no. Yeah, exactly. But I like the idea, or hope rather, that 
Cyborg is going to get his own movie where he actually knows what his powers are, and it's not just like, oh, I'm figuring this out for the first time, and I didn't know I could do that, like, because we've had well, it, so many other well, movies like that. It has to take place after, like, and, okay, let me, let me back up, let me back up. The, I, so I got, I got on a tangent after saying that I loved that scene where they brought him back to life and they fought him. That was an awesome scene, that was really cool, and I got a lot of, I got a lot of tingles from, like, the mm-hmm. action in it. Let's take a step back from this. Uh, Justice League is the collaborative movie that a lot of people were expecting to be Avengers. But DC did a different approach to this, which I originally, I mean, as anybody listening to the show, and Chris, obviously you'll know, I've been very outspoken of like, why are you doing this? Do every standalone movie and then do this one. Like it doesn't Which make I think sense. is kind of like across which, the board what most people would, would agree with. But I've reversed my stance on that now. Oh. After seeing Justice League, this is the thing I wanted to say. After seeing Justice League and what they wanted to do with the various characters, I think they did it the right way. Um, And I'll explain why. In the Avengers, you already know all of these characters. They already know themselves. They've gone through their personal struggles with like their own failures. So like in Iron Man, like he's had like how many wasn't wasn't like weren't all three of the Iron Man movies like before the Avengers or was it just the first two? Um the first two are before the first okay. Avengers. So like in the first two, he's handled his issues with like self-doubt and stuff like that. He's he in the first movie, he becomes a responsible person. He becomes Iron Man. So then he by the end of Iron Man 1 like he's got a pretty good handle on what he can do. In Iron Man 2 he takes that stuff to the next level. By the end of Iron Man 2 you're like dude, he could like wreck stuff with his beam attacks and stuff when he like burnt those things and like cut all the machines in half and like in that one go like Iron Man has become like a force um by the end of Iron Man 2 and then he's in the Avengers. So by that time he's sorted through some personal stuff, he's sorted through some stuff with Pepper and Rhodey and he is who he is as a character. The same can be said of, you know, characters like um, the Hulk. You know, whereas he didn't get his own like standalone thing, but like we've seen several films. We've seen well, the no, Urbana. he had his own standalone we've, thing, but it was just Edward Norton in in his shoes. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. So it's so technically, actually, isn't that the right? Isn't, isn't that is the that Edward universe? One, yeah, because that is that, his. That post credit scene is Tony Stark talking to the um, no, talking to like the um, U.S. military commander in chief. Oh, Captain Thunderbolt uh, Ross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's him. I think so. I think that's that's what he's got a white mustache. I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, what's his girlfriend's um, his girlfriend's dad. dad, Yeah, yeah. So like that's all the same universe. Yeah. So I guess the Edward Norton one is is like the thing i freaking wish it was still him although i like mark ruffalo he's just like i don't know he's just kind of vanilla for me Mm. um he just plays things a little bit too flat and i liked edward norton's dynamic performance in that movie um but like he had his own thing so we knew who he was he was sorting through his stuff and you know now with thor ragnarok and all that sort of stuff the point is all the characters except for um black widow and um hawkeye had their own movies, but even Black Widow and Hawkeye made appearances in other movies. So, like, Black Widow made appearance in the Iron Man movie. Hawkeye made a very brief appearance in Thor. Right. Um, so, like, we knew more about these characters, and more importantly, they already had their stuff sorted. So, like, Black Widow, already a master assassin. Hawkeye, already, like, a master archer. 
So all of these characters were who they were before then. The difference with Justice League is that we've had standalone movies or at least other movies where these characters were featured for the characters that have experience. So Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. We've had Man of Steel, we had Batman vs. Superman for uh, Ben Affleck's Batman introduction, and we had Wonder Woman. So those three characters are the pillars of this movie because they're the characters who know who they are. Then you bring in somebody like Cyborg who it wouldn't make sense to have a movie before this because the whole point of it is that he doesn't know his powers. The same is true, and there are a lot of story beats to this effect for The Flash. And Aquaman is definitely well-established and knows what he's doing, um, but he's antisocial. So he wouldn't have been around for a team-up movie, and he doesn't really embrace that whole larger world. He's fine being I, kind of... Well, hold on. So that's kind of my whole problem with the whole Aquaman part. Like, the movie is written... Justice League is written in a way that, like, they have to... Of course they have to get them together somehow, but, like, it yeah. is one of the most, like, generic comic book superhero plot lines I've ever seen where it's like we have these three things and they can blow up the world and this guy's going to take them and it's basically the plot of Man of Steel yeah they're trying to remake the world and one of them is in Atlantis um you know so like that's the only way you can bring in Aquaman a guy who's just like no I want to be left alone yeah so like I get why they had to do it but like nobody could think of anything else like no other reason to bring in Aquaman well, apparently this was supposed to be like two movies and the first half, this was just going to be the first half of it and they were going to fight Steppenwolf and then the last half was going to be them fighting Darkseid. So it's like, there's well, a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why this movie is messed up. And it's still, I, I think Darkseid's still going to play a factor in it, but I think what I don't understand now is like, are we getting the legion of doom because that post credit scene certainly yeah. makes me think so because why else I hope would so. uh deathstroke and lex luthor team up like that yeah i don't know i'd be more interested to see a dark side movie but just because i want to see dark side on screen um but i feel like man i i don't know i really think they just need to get jeff johns and um, what is it, Patty Jenkins? Yeah, and just have them just do everything. I just and get get rid of everybody else. Like no more Zack Snyder, no more. They any need of to get rid of, of Zack Snyder. Like uh, I, I'm tired of people trying to defend him because the the little moments that were in this movie that were great, you could tell were peppered in by Whedon because they would never exist in a Zack Snyder movie. Although there's one that Zack put in there, which is what the the first post credit scene of the race between Flash and Superman, that was Zack Snyder. Which I believe because it ends in the cheesiest little frozen standstill <laughs> shot. Like it's... Everything By the way, he touches is like almost great and then something happens. And it's just like, many, why? He's, you know, the, the, problem, the problem with Zack Snyder is he is... I feel like he... Zack Snyder is a genetically engineered baby... Um, like they, they, somebody got him with CRISPR and just injected 10% of, um, oh my God, I'm totally screwing up this joke. The dude that did the Transformers movies. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. 
He's 10%. Zack Snyder is 10% Michael Bay, and it's that 10% that just keeps creeping up. He's like Revolver Ocelot with freaking Liquid Snake's it, arm. It just keeps creeping so up. Like, this guy <laughs> put out 300, a great movie. Great movie. Yes. yes. Oh, dude, 300 is amazing. But it's like the peak of his artistic ability or like his talent because after that you get Watchmen, which is way too long for its own business. Way too long. And way also, too it slow. had it had the Watchmen wins the award for the most awkward sex scene in cinema history. Yes. Oh my god. Also, like, also the worst version of that song. Which like one? The worst cover of that song. Freaking Hallelujah. Oh if you're my gonna god. Do, if you're gonna do the cover for Hallelujah, do the one that Shrek did, because that's the best version of that song, <laughs> and that's literally the only praise that you will ever hear me heap upon Shrek. Shrek's a good. Other movie. than I thought Eddie Murphy was pretty funny. Shrek's a good movie. Don't listen to the internet. Shrek's pretty good. Shrek 1 is Shrek good. 2 is great. No. Oh, fuck off. Shrek 2 is a great movie. <laughs> Shrek 2, one of the top-selling DVDs of all time. Is it really? Swear to God. Dude, that movie's great. Oh, my great. God. That's heinous. When uh, Fairy Godmother sings Holding Out for a Hero and Shrek's like all pretty trying to get to the castle, dude... You don't want to lift after seeing that scene. Oh Nothing's my God. getting you what to, are you to doing? the gym. Let me tell you. <laughs> Nothing's getting you to the gym. The gingerbread man Shriver, is gigantic. What is your what is your middle name? Robert. Christopher Robert Shriver works out to the fucking Shrek 2 soundtrack. Holding that is such hero. an embarrassment. Now that's a good song, but not because of Shrek. Totally because of Shrek. I can't I can't hear that song and not picture that fat fairy godmother in a sparkling red dress. And then she does the splash dance thing. Every all Fucking of those sorts movie. of like all of those sorts of audio like cues and like that sort of a thing, all of that sort of thing that were done in Shrek 2 that you're talking about liking was done better in Hercules. All of them. Yes, I'm right. Hercules is a great movie, but like, why has it got to come up? Like, why why you got to compare Hercules to Shrek? Because the thing that that's you're talking like, about being that's hyped like if about, you had, like, if you had Tom Hanks as your kid, <laughs> and then you had like, who's like a mediocre actor? Joe Rogan. Oh my God! Perfect. Not, not, so no, like no, that's perfect. So like, if you have Tom Hanks as your kid and Joe Rogan, and like, I enjoy what Joe Rogan's in, but like, Tom Hanks is amazing. But like, you can't tell Joe Rogan that because like. He's going to feel bad about himself. <laughs> He's going to be like, why did I even wake up today if Tom Hanks is my brother? Uh, to be real, I did not mean to say Joe Rogan. Well, who were you thinking? Seth Rogan? <laughs> Seth Rogan. <laughs> is that just because he looks like me? No. No, it was because you said mediocre, to be mediocre fair, actor, and I, he was the first person I thought of. I don't look like him. He looks like me. I just want to make that perfectly clear. Were you around before him? Are you no, older than him? But he but he looks like me. I don't look like him. I mean, I think you look who like whoever was born first. Yeah, okay. So That's how that works. Justice League. <sighs> the movie ended and I was like it, it I actually tweeted it out. It gives me hope for the DCUO. And I'm calling it that. Because or DC Universe Online, um, <laughs> it gives me hope for 
the DC universe, uh, like movies that are coming out. And it was funny because we were sitting at dinner afterwards and I'm saying to Jess, like, they're getting progressively better. Um, and with one extreme outlier, right, in both directions being Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman. We don't talk about it. I actually for, I like have trained myself to forget that Suicide Squad is a movie. <laughs> so like don't even Honestly, honestly, I I think that if you I think that if you split the difference between Wonder Woman and Batman versus Superman, I feel like that's where Justice League lies. Like yeah. it has moments, it has moments that are very reminiscent of like the heart of Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and what Wonder Woman does right. And it also has moments where it trips on its own feet like Batman versus Superman did. Which which is one reason why I, I, I just want Patty Jenkins to take over because she has proven know. herself as making one of the best superhero films. I agree with you and I'm not this is no fault like this is not me faulting Patty Jenkins at all I don't even think the problem so much is the directors of this movie I really think a big problem is Warner Brothers I think they've been from like if you start to read like go into the weeds of conversations that are happening between the people that are involved in these movies like there's a reason Ben Affleck doesn't want to be in these movies and it's because the studio it's because the writing isn't good he no, no, specifically no. said that but he also he offered to write said, the script he said about the Batman, which is the movie that's that's. If it's not good, I out. will not be in it. Is what he said. He yeah. also offered up a script that he wrote himself, if I'm remembering this correctly, and, which they turned down because they. I think it was something like they wouldn't be able to like market, like merchandise off of it enough. Like that's oh why Suicide God. Squad had such a hard push was because they were able to push like all the shit that they sold at Hot Topic and all that. But like, I think you're reaching a breaking point with a lot of these actors that like, they don't want to be or producers and directors that you don't want to be attached to garbage well that's what i mean they don't want to be involved because they like we don't have no we have no creative freedom because you're holding us by the balls because of what you want to sell in a store and not like you don't want to put out good content if that's the case that is an embarrassment because as a dc fan and speaking for all the dc fans out there we deserve better than that well yeah we deserve better than you wanting to freaking merchandise your stupid you should go characters Make a good movie and the stuff will come. Look how much stuff, look how many freaking Batman shirts sold after the Dark Knight. Like, make a good movie and the rest will follow. You're you're looking at the side effect. Like, you're going after the freaking side effects. Merchandising is going to happen. People are going to buy toys if the movie is good. Yeah. So make a freaking good movie. Do some research, like, specifically on Suicide Squad. That was the one that was, like, really bad where they said okay we need to do the like the top people involved in making that movie were like we need to do xyz in order to make this a good movie whether it's like a rewrite or a reshoot or these scenes need to happen and they were like warner brothers apparently was just like nope this is what you get it has to be pushed out by this year we have to make sure the merchandising merchandise is available the soundtrack has to be lit and it was but like that's the best part of that movie so like i'm praying to god that like moving forward Things are going to get better. I I don't want Zack Snyder involved. Um, they need... I don't understand... I don't know if it's a stylistic choice or what the deal is. The parts in Justice League towards the end before they fight Steppen, Steppenwolf and um, the Flash... Steppenwolf. And, no, I know. <laughs> My name is Steppen Steppenwolf. Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf, Steppen, if, you, if you're nasty. <laughs> 
I'm gonna come over here and terraform your planet. Don't worry about it. I'm Stephen Wool. So when the planet is being terraformed and like the purple stuff is coming out yeah. of the ground, I literally laughed out loud. Like that looked so 2005. Like it, the little juicy gummy worms coming. Oh out my of god! Mouth. What was that? Like it looks so terrible. Like I've never seen a movie that's supposed to be of that scale. Like that looked like something you would see on sci-fi. And they're putting it out like it's like the hottest thing since sliced bread. Like, I don't know if they're trying to make it look fake like a comic book. And if that's their thing, like, whatever. But And I think, honestly, looking at Steppenwolf and how that character just is, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case because he looks so terrible. And he's so... He was so, like, not interesting. Have you seen the Infinity War trailer? Yeah. And, and I feel like Stefan Wolf looks about the same as Thanos. Absolutely not. Stefan Wolf had this thing of like he had a weird glow to him all the time. Like it looked like they just like did a poor Photoshop job and just placed him in this movie. Whereas Thanos at least like he doesn't look great, but he's he doesn't have that weird hue to him. Like he the lighting on his face and everything at least looks like he fits in the picture. It's just like, well, he's like he's it's like more of an uncanny gray. valley thing. May oh maybe. Like I don't think. Uh, okay, well, okay, well, if you're talking about that, then like, sure. I thought that was just how he's supposed to look, because he's like he's not human. He's not he's human. Like, yeah. He's one of the new gods. He's like so more he's, scaly. Like I guess if you want to call it that. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how you would define it. But like he looks like he exists in the world that they have created. Whereas Steppenwolf, it's like, here's all these real people. Oh, and then here's a guy who's just CG. And here's a guy who's who's uh, CG, but only on his face. Yeah. Like, he looked way better than Steppenwolf did. And that's your villain. Is, the problem is, is that there were a lot of scenes where, like, he was totally clean-shaven, like, you know, for the movie. And, like, it looked really, like, it looked, it looked... It looked good. Like I, I didn't have to think about Superman? The stupid mustache CG. Yeah. yeah. And then the yeah, and that was the problem. Like the the scenes where they had to CG it out. Like it is. That was like noticeably half the scenes bad. of the movie. I know it's noticeably bad. And I like I I would love to know what what changes were made to this movie because as far as Superman is concerned, it seems like a pretty significant amount. Because all of those happened after they originally wrapped up production. Yeah. The the cool thing is, and and inst- so let's let's talk about we've talked a lot about what doesn't work. Let's talk about what does work. Um, I think, although Ben Affleck has like some real stilted acting in this movie, I thought he was way better than he was in Batman vs Superman. Like I like I like his turn after. Although I have heard people say, and this is an excellent point. The point of Batman vs Superman is that like the world was kind of split on whether they loved Superman or whether they thought he was some terrifying alien. Right. And like the fact that after he died now, all of a sudden everybody loved him. Maybe it's just half the world that loves him, which is still a whole lot of people that would love and miss you. Um, but like they make it, they don't address the fact that like some people might be thankful that he's gone or something. Well, no, I might think, have helped. I think when, when Batman V Superman ends, the world's kind of left at a point of, okay, we know that this guy is from an alien planet. We know that he can be, quote unquote well yeah i mean he does get killed um so he can be killed um 
God, and then I think they start to realize, God forbid, something else that's alien comes to this planet. How do we defend ourselves? But I mean, that's the point that you reach in Justice League, where they're like, we have to bring him back to life. Um, so I think without that, well, we have to at least try. Which I thought that was an interesting, an interesting right. thing. And I liked. Um, some people were saying, I think Greg, uh, Greg Miller was saying that, like towards the end of this movie, it actually became the just the DC universe that he wanted, where like you have uh, Superman who's like a lot more kind of classic Superman. You have a Batman who believes in like the moral kind of figurehead of Superman in the Justice League. And you you know, you've got a team that's like actually started to come together and like play off of each other. Like you've got Cyborg and Aquaman teaming up for like a you know. And that's like that, that was the exact same you know, the exact same thing I had said to Jess. Um which Greg Miller actually retweeted me and I was very excited about it. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, it, it does. Like, it, by the time that movie ends, it gives you hope that, like, okay, the, these characters, even though they don't know each other that well, they trust each other, and they yeah. know that, like, God forbid, something like this were to happen again, like they have each other to fall back on. That being said, yeah, um, you know, whatever direction, I, the Ben Affleck stuff really has me worried because it seems like they're they're getting to a, like a good stride with these DC movies. They're like, okay, we're gonna figure this out. And, like, so help me God if Ben Affleck drops out and they have to, like... like there were rumors... You wrote that article. Jake Gyllenhaal may pick yeah. that up. Um, yeah. Like, it's just gonna... It's gonna put it in such a weird place. Like, I'm sure he'd do fine, but, like... Yeah, I, I made... I, I loved writing that article because I was able to make a... Like, I had this realization and I was like, that would be literally the second time a Gyllenhaal stepped in to save a Batman movie. Yeah. Because his sister stepped in when Katie Holmes didn't want to be Rachel Dawes anymore yep. in, uh, you know, in The Dark Knight. Uh, so I was like, uh, it's the only problem with that trilogy, like as yes, far as yes. you know, continuity is concerned. I really wish that Katie Holmes would have stuck around. Well, for the Dark Knight. I think there wasn't like, a rumor like Tom Cruise wouldn't let her do it or something because that was when they were still married. <sighs> I don't know. Because I remember I everyone know. was like, "What the hell." Um, but it no, sucks it, because I thought she was I thought she was good in the first one. Oh, she's great. I mean Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal is I will also say, great. Did a great job channeling her. Yes. Like acting like Katie Holmes. Like in the beginning when when she has that line when she's like, "Oh, that's Jim Gordon. Be nice to him. He's a friend." I yeah. was like, she just she was like she's <laughs> she's a medium. She's channeling Katie Holmes because that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, if they bring in Jake Gyllenhaal to be Batman like fine. Sure, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. That's that's great. Yeah, like I'll I'll deal. Um, um, it would suck because it would be really jarring because it's like the, there's a, this there visual nothing thing. Like yeah, like there's as far and as he's the like Bruce a, Wayne isn't he a lot shorter? Like he's a lot shorter. He's a lot ben Affleck younger. Is taller than freaking Henry Cavill. Yeah, like which is one of the things I thought was so funny. Yeah, is like Batman is definitely the tallest of the guys. When like <laughs> in, in the comics, I think Superman's the tallest. Usually, yeah. Um, but anyway, it. But yeah, no, it's it's good. I really I enjoyed um, kind of the bad boy attitude of Aquaman. I love Ezra Miller as Flash. Dude, Aquaman straight up like there were moments Jess and I looked at each other and I was like, God damn, he is beautiful. Like he is, yeah. he is a good looking dude. And when he yeah. is walking out onto the pier, drinking the yep. bottle of whiskey, and just throws yep. it on the ground, I was just like, I think it moved. Like it. Yeah. That was a good scene. <laughs> yeah. Ezra Miller steals the show in this movie by far. Yes. Yes. He is uh he's probably in my opinion like 
the strongest part of this movie when it comes to just like engaging with the audience. I loved. Uh, I I am so 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 glad I made the absolute best move possible going on media blackout for those trailers because I watched the Justice League trailers um, after I watched Justice League, and f- first of all, they spoil a lot of the jokes uh, in the movie in those trailers. Like my favorite joke in that movie is the one where uh, Gordon turns around and everybody's gone except oh, for the except Flash. Flash, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I guess. Do they do that to you? Yeah. That's that's rude. And then he just, you know, yeah. like. So he he's fantastic. I freaking love Ezra Miller. And a lot of people said like, oh man, why isn't Grant Gustin in this movie as Flash? Like he's doing a great job in the show. I love Grant Gustin as Flash. I think the Flash TV show is great. I think I like Ezra Miller more. Yeah. Well, and they've also um, said they're trying to keep it as separate as possible. Like, they don't want to exactly. muddle yeah. up those worlds. Exactly. Which is totally fine. Oh, yeah. Like, like, Marvel, cool Marvel has gone in a different direction. And honestly, Marvel could maybe bear to do a little bit of that. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not great. <laughs> like, I don't watch it. Um, I've heard, like... My I've, parents are big into it. I've seen great, a couple but... episodes. It's like... It's like it's like a cheap knockoff X-Files, basically. My uncle loves it. And every yeah. time, he's like, I can't believe you don't watch the show. It's like six seasons in. I'm like, when are yeah. they going to pull the plug on this? <laughs> like, Never. Because people, because like a lot of people like it. It's crazy. You know, it's like the Flash or Arrow. Like, you know, it's 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 got people that love it. Yeah. I kind of want to watch Supergirl. Uh, like, and you know, and that whole thing of the showrunner. Well, I actually that, wrote that article today. Right. The showrunner, you know, they cut all ties with him. So, like, the showrunner for the Flash and... Uh, Arrow and executive producer for or no 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 showrunner for Supergirl and the Flash and executive producer on Arrow and Legend of Tomorrow and uh, I think another thing as well um, is like gone Andrew Kreisberg wow so he's gone nineteen people came forward to uh, to holy crap yeah that's terrible yeah it's horrible Jesus uh, but um, I'm glad that he's gone. Yeah. So maybe now people can you know enjoy their jobs a little bit more, feel a little bit safer. Yeah. Um, that sort of a thing. Um, so that sucks. Uh, but like those shows are still still good. Like they're well written stuff like that. They're like you know, I think DC's offerings as far as shows are concerned are definitely better than Marvel's. Um, but I mean, we'll see if the f- movies can step up. <sighs> what is the next DC movie to come out? Do you know? I forget their their release schedule's weird. It really is. I thought it was the Batman, but it might be the Aquaman movie. I think you might be right. Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman in 2018. Uh, oh, yeah, James Wan is directing that. That'll be cool. Who's James Wan? He did um, Furious 7 and The Conjuring. Um, he all, I believe he also did uh, Insidious. I haven't seen, if you've seen any of Dude, those Dude, The movies. Conjuring... The Conjuring's so good. Like it's it's such a great horror movie. Every time people say The Conjuring, I think The Covenant. <laughs> the Covenant. What, like Halo or? No, The Covenant. The movie The Covenant about the kids that, uh. Uh, like in the in the <laughs> like witch families. Oh my god. <laughs> then after Aquaman, it's Shazam. Then just yeah, this is the part I don't get. Then Justice League Part Two. Okay, so so what is it? So it's the next one is Aquaman. Then Shazam. Then like Wonder Woman two, right? No, then Shazam. Okay, so which is uh, which is The Rock and Zachary Levi? Yeah. Then Justice League Part Two. Then Wait, Cyborg. What? 
That's I what I mean. They weren't doing a part two. What's that? Wait, the next Justice League movie comes before the Cyborg movie? Yes. That's what I mean. Like, I remember seeing this when before. When the hell is Flashpoint like, coming out? Uh Oh, wait. I shouldn't have clicked that. Hold on. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, this might not be right. Hold on. Let me find another one. I think that's outdated. First, because I don't think there is a Justice League 2. Um, uh, I mean, there okay, might wait, be. Here like, According to Wikipedia, upcoming. Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder okay. Woman 2, okay. Cyborg, Green Lantern okay. Corps. When is the Batman? I don't. I think they pulled. They've it been for talking now. about this, and they've also been shooting it, like freaking Joe Mangaliano no, or whatever. No, I think the he's dude just screen tested. I don't think they're shooting for that movie yet, though. Dude, I thought they were full on like in production on that movie, uh, or or about to go into it. I don't think so. And I thought part Jeez of the reason Louise. was because I thought they were like Affleck was so Affleck on the fence about it. Here's the thing, and this is this is a crappy way to look at things, but if they screw this up, they can use the Flash movie, since they've already confirmed that it is Flashpoint, to reset the universe and fix what's wrong and get rid of all that other stuff. And then the Flashpoint could be a start of a new universe. So like here's what they need to do. They need to get their they need to get their ducks in a row. They need to figure out who is Batman. They need to get everybody on board. So they need to be like, okay, Gal Gadot is definitely, definitely, definitely still gonna be Wonder Woman. Ezra Miller, definitely going to be Flash. Uh like I would say keep the dude playing cyborg. Um and honestly, I'm fine with Henry Cavill as long as we don't have a freaking mustache gate again. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm, as time goes on, I'm getting more and more okay with Henry Cavill as Superman. Um, so it looks like Ben Affleck is definitely out of this movie. What? The Batman, yeah. At least that's what a lot of these news outlets are saying. As of when? Uh, this article in particular is a week ago. And like, there's a bunch of different. So that's articles. about when I. That's about when I was writing that Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, piece. and I think like one of them said. Um, so some people, are, some people are take. Are, some people are taking that as like it's for real, like he's just out. Yeah, like some of these articles that are coming out are like, did Justice League like give him the exit that he needs? Because apparently there's going to be a new Batman. <laughs> like I. I mean, the, the, there was kind of a nod to that of being like, you know, when uh, when Wonder Woman was telling him like after Superman thrashed him by barely even trying, he was uh, Wonder Woman was like, you can't do this forever. And he's like, I can barely do it now. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if that was like when I when I heard that in the movie, I was like, I was wondering, I was like, is that a nod to like the fact that he's going to pass the mantle? If they do that, that's how they have to do it. Like, I would hope at least you that can't, they... You can't do the freaking uh, Rachel Dawes thing. It has to be he found... There's been some... Like, he has a Nightwing or something. That's what I mean. And like, then Jake I hope Gyllenhaal's that. Nightwing steps in. And at the very least, the he's bat. there to be like, okay, I'm, like, passing the mantle off to you. Like, there's... Dude, if they did it that way, I'd be totally I'm, cool I'm with totally it. cool with that. But, like, Ben Affleck needs to be in the movie, at least, to just be, you know, hand off that torch. Yeah. If it's just, like, a hard cut, like, that's way too abrupt. Especially for this. Like, this... This we need to cut out all the stuff that could hold this thing back. They need like, to just already, get rid of the bullshit and make these movies. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, all it's, we want. It, it's real tenuous as is. Because I hate being like at a like a family party and they're like, 
oh, Justice League, so-and-so's in that. Like, that's that's what the conversation is going to become. So-and-so's in that, right? He's Batman? No, he's not Batman anymore. Actually, it's this person. Wait, how'd they do that? Well, blah, 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 comic book bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And, like, we are going to have to be those people that have to explain this. And then I'm going to reach a yeah. point where I'm going to be like, I don't want to talk about it. The, if, if it goes much further down that road, the DC uh, movie uh, scenario will be about as complicated as trying to explain an arc in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, sucks. Infinity War, after like 10 years of Avengers movies, is being made. Like, they managed to yep. make that happen. And yep. it looks flawless. It's what happens when you have a plan... You plan things out properly, and then you work the plan. Yeah. Marvel movies may be formulaic, but they're all at least good. Yeah. I don't think there's an equivalent Marvel movie to, like, Suicide Squad. No. Or or even Batman vs. Superman. The closest you get is Iron Man 2. Or Thor 1. Yeah. Like, those are probably... Or I guess, or I guess Thor 2. Some people had more issues oh, well, with yeah, Thor 2 than Thor Yeah, 1. Thor 2 was a little weird. I liked it. I thought I had a great villain. Um, my old, my problem dude. with that movie is I've never gone back and watched it again. Neither have I. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, like if people, oh, Thor 2, I'm like, when's the last time you watched it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely watch Thor Ragnarok again, that's for sure. Oh, I can't wait for that to come out on Blu-ray. Dude, is it just me or in the Infinity War trailer did, uh, did your freaking doppelganger look like he had a, something weird going on with his nose? My doppelganger. Like his nose looked really big in that. Who's my doppelganger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Um, you mean like that last scene? Yeah. Something was off, and I wasn't sure. I thought it was just me. It was maybe lighting. His nose looked bigger than usual. It. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was his nose. I thought maybe it was the lighting. We can talk about this after the after the show. We can wrap up the show. Yeah, let's wrap this. Up. I'm gonna pull up this trip. Well, hold on, because it's the last shot. I'll just pull. It, it up. is. Yeah. Um, you know what it is? His mustache is really thick. I think that's what it is. It looks weird, dude. His mustache is really thick, and he doesn't have, um, the bottom part of his beard. He just has a mustache. So he's, like, rocking a real hard, like, Movember porno stash. That's very strange. God, it's gonna be so fucking good. All right, let's wrap this up. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see what happens. Okay, well, uh... I hope you enjoyed that little delve into the Justice League. You'd recommend people go see it, right? One hundred percent. Like as much as which like, is, which is part should... of the problem because even though there are a lot of issues, like the movie's still going to make money, which means does Warner Brothers really have an incentive to improve things or fix the things that are wrong? That's that's like problem. my only like, hang up. Well, and a lot of time, what's like what blows my mind with these movies, like this genre specifically, um, is the Marvel movies do so well internationally. And yet that doesn't like stop them from setting the bar higher and higher every time. Like they, they try and improve upon themselves each time. Um, that's, that's because the intrinsic reward for those people is making a good movie. No, they're I know. Not looking like for, they actually they're not, care about what they're doing. It just goes like, and that backs up my point. Like if you spend the time to make something quality, like you will make money. If yeah. you make something amazing, people will buy it. Like, yeah. But people will go to the and, movies and, to see an amazing movie. And I don't think the problem is the people making, well, not all of the people making the DC movies. I think it's sure a lot sure. of it is the political BS that I'm sure a lot of them have to go through. In, through or a couple of people making decisions here and there. Right. 
be it a writer or a director or a right. producer or something like that. Like, yeah. Because there's nothing to stop. The, like, when these movies are good, they're freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, when Wonder Woman has an amazing scene or, like, when the dialogue is really hitting. Like, when, when Aquaman's sitting on the lasso. Like, that was awesome. That Oh, my God. That's, like, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. That scene and then the one yeah. where Flash is running around Superman and Superman turns. It just looks and at just him. like, oh, my no, God. No. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Thanks a bunch. This has been one of the longer episodes uh, that we've done in a very, very long time. So thanks for hanging in there if you did. Um, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. I am at Shrives93, S-H-R-I-V-E-S-9-3. And uh, we're all over the place. Uh, you can find us corporately at PlatformersPod on Twitter. Um, we do sometimes do things on Twitch. What, what's up? On the uh, Platformers uh podcast.com i'm going to be writing an article all about the super mario cereal box that is coming out in the next few (laughs) days or weeks we don't know but i'm trying to combine all of um the information about that um most of it has come out at this point we just don't know like when it's actually like hitting store shelves neither kellogg's nor nintendo have confirmed it but it exists kellogg's has confirmed it oh kellogg's did or kellogg's uk or uh, ireland i think did um it's a thing but um I'm going to include trackers for BrickSeek so you can find it at your local Target or Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to get Mario uh, cereal box of cereal, yeah, then definitely stay tuned. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out uh, out with us. We always have a great time making the show. Uh, Go out there, watch a movie, hang out with somebody. And you know what? Spend some more time developing relationships with other people in your life and enrich your life and enrich theirs. Uh, Because until next time, we are out.